0: Buddy, welcome to three men one four but once again the numbers are against us but we don't have ash this week but we do have jay yep i am here <laughs> jay it's it's been, it's a, while, been a while actually yeah it's yeah been, it's, it's yeah, it has been quite a while it's good to have you back in it's a shame about ash today but like we've said there's been a lot going on recently so we we're gonna get these out we've we've, sl- we've been slacking
1: yeah we've yeah, been we slacking
0: have. what's new with you uh not a
1: lot really (laughs) so that's pretty much that
0: yeah well what is new is the recent AEW pay-per-view all out that is what we're going to be reviewing today um before we get into it probably should begin the show by letting you know we are once again three men one fall um If you found us, obviously, if you listen to this episode, then you've obviously found where to listen to us. Uh, But if you do want to find out all the different platforms that we're on, you can visit our link tree, which is at TMOF. There you will find everywhere that we're on. That includes all of our social media, which is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find those individually at 3men14. But joining the conversation, if you like the episode, and if you like any of our previous episodes, be sure to go back, give them a listen. Give us a five star if you listen on Apple. Yeah, you gotta do it. <laughs> you've gotta. There's no other I mean why would you not? <laughs> you have to. It's it's the fucking rules. Right. Um AEW All Out, Jay. You've seen it. Yeah, it was really good.
1: Best one I've seen in a long time.
0: Hmm. So obviously, as we would do we haven't done a review for a specific show for a while. And what we will do, obviously, we'll we'll break down match by match, and um, some of the segments and things we'll sort of pick those up and put them in between, sort of as and where. Uh, but really, we're just sort of looking at the matches, the overall feel of the show, and our rating systems. Jay, of course, goes for the star rating system, one to five. I the have classic. the classic, stupid. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it works. And if it if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, so, of course, I went to try and fix it. And I now have a trophy system, which um, it's it's there. I, whether it works, I suppose <laughs> you, the listener, can decide on that. But yeah, we're going to go through those shortly. But before we do, I mean, it's no secret now, we're one week removed, pretty much. We're recording this on uh, Sunday, the 12th of September. Um, we're pretty much a full week now, as of when the show would have aired. Uh, it's no secret that, Obviously, three huge debuts in the form of Ruby Soho, Adam Cole, and Brian Danielson, respectively. Obviously, we'll discuss those in more detail when we get to where they appeared in the show. Uh, But Jay, have you seen? Because I I teased a bit about this about the Adam Cole story and what the plans were in WWE for Adam Cole. So, have you seen
1: anything? Okay. No, nothing at all. I don't. Yeah, I don't even follow the news for.
0: W or anything? No, know, know nothing. This is. Um, oh, you're going to like this, and when I say like it, I mean you're going to you're going to hate it. But <laughs> um, we're saying in the, in the last episode, uh, we just kind of like you know one year anniversary. By the way, as well. So we're you know we're here now it's one year in. We are. Um, oh, I've I know. never thought of that actually. Yeah. Yeah, the last one was basically like the one year anniversary, yeah. but we just recap like the uh the most recent sort of bits of news really and and I kind of went into a, a bit of a mini change my mind at the end of it and I put the question across to Ash well it wasn't the question it, it, the statement um for him to change my mind is that WWE is now the alternative to professional wrestling and changed my mind because it, you know without going into it you can hear all of that obviously go back and listen to um previous episode but yeah I I, I I've completely switched off now. I, I can't. I can't go back to WWE and really enjoy the product. It's no knock on the talent there. Uh, there's so many talented people there, but it's just as a company, I don't find it interesting. And, and I know we've talked about this loads, haven't we? But
1: yeah, it's uh, it's not the talent. It's it's the direction I think, and everything else that's going on with it and the production. Yeah.
0: I mean, not long after all out and these debuts happened, Mick Foley put a. It was only a very brief video clip. Uh, I saw it, yeah. So, yeah. And he says, you know, it's, it's titled, WWE has a problem. And, and he says in there, look, you do have a problem. Mick says, if I was a a young and up-and-coming talent now, you know, he'd really have to think about it, whether or not he would go to uh, to WWE or if he would go to AEW, because he, he doesn't trust the wwe creative process to handle his character and do it justice. And he cites uh, Karrion Cross as an example of that. And I don't know if you've seen much about him but obviously we talked about previously his debut on the main roster and this is whilst he was NXT champion he got squashed basically by Jeff Hardy um so not a good look and now he's kind of in this kind of weird gladiator gimmick or as I was kind of said before it's kind of like it's between that and Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and it's it's just just not yeah, it's you well. Know,
1: just citing what Foley said on that again. He, he he also said if it's not broke, don't fix it. He and did obviously in in carrying uh favor. It, it's not broke, is it? So well, no. Why, why would you want to fuck it up?
0: We covered a lot about NXT. Basically, now the death of NXT because that's moved into an entirely completely different direction. Now that it's under the direct control of Vince and Bruce Pritchard, and. You know, yeah, just WWE as a whole. It's it just does not work so for me we, anymore. So, what
1: are we, um, what are we talking then? Because well, again, I, I know nothing about it. So, what sort of, what's changed since it's been taken over?
0: Well, NXT. I mean, the, the changes are still going. I mean, they're still to come. A lot of them, but in a nutshell, again, for more detail, folks, go back. You can listen to the previous episode. But for those joining us for this one, um, you're probably already aware. But obviously, Jay, the idea is that essentially. They want to take NXT. They kind of rebranded it. Obviously, you've seen the logo. Yeah, and yeah, it's not a fan. Well, no, and not a lot of people are. And and for those that are, that's that's absolutely fine. It's just like I said, I I just feel that it takes away NXT's identity, which again, going back to Mick Foley, it it wasn't broken, didn't need fixing. But WWE
1: arguably, you could say that NXT was the best thing about the whole WWE banner in the first place.
0: There's no question. And, um, I mean, it's SmackDown really improved.
1: They, they've they've pretty much
0: destroyed the thing that made them good in the first place. Really, It was worth watching. They they strip away that identity, and like, and you have to if you're going to rebrand it. But it's just I, I I don't know. I suppose you still have to kind of wait to see how it turns out. It just isn't a very good start. It does explain no. the recent NXT releases because there was a big batch release not too long ago, you know, and it included Bobby Fish and. Um, uh, what was his name? Kona Reeves and um, Bronson, Reed and stuff like that. And it was just, you know, like why? Like, a lot of these guys didn't need to go. And that's on top of like, all the main roster releases, which again, like, yeah. a lot of those are just head scratching. But yeah, the idea is that they, they'll, they're they looking for kind of a new criteria now. They're not going to look for anybody on the independent circuit. Yeah, but I think that's that's part of the problem though. I mean, you need
1: some star power to get people watching in the first place. So if they're mm. saying, oh, you know, we don't want no, you know, essentially saying we don't want any known names, known people. We want to build our own. Again, it's admirable that you want to do it. But at the same time, like, who's going to want to watch a bunch of people that you've never heard of that could be rubbish as well? Like, who's going to who's going to watch it, you know? Because you're going to want to tune in to watch people that you know and like.
0: Yeah, but that's a problem WWE's got as a whole anyway, because they don't really have an awful lot of star power really anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well not the anymore, the,
1: the, definitely not. Credi-
0: credibility's gone. And I think that's why they've kept guys like Gargano and Champer at the moment, you know, people that are, are cornerstones. But then I asked the question to Ash last week, like, where does that leave them? Because I can't see that, you know, if, if they are going to go down that route, then there's a time there's a there's a time limit on their time there now. Exactly. And, you know, especially for a guy like Champer, who's not old, but he's not technically going to be fitting their um their new kind of criteria and yeah. you know with his injuries and things like that as well you know i'm i'm not sure not sure what they'd want to do but um to tie this back around really to the adam cole news then for wwe so of course the whole drama with that was that his contract was up a lot quicker than people thought it was going to be so i think yeah. the idea i think everybody's understanding including adam cole was that his contract was going to run up until december or at least around sort of the christmas period right um, or, or early 2022, and then somebody just approaches him, essentially just saying, "Look, <laughs> it's been it's been a big boo and your contract actually is already up. Like it's already by the time they've even realised his contract's expired already. Wow! So it's crazy, right? So, so was he know, still getting paid then? Or well, so he's obviously he worked something out with the company um, because at the time, obviously they've done the undisputed error split. And he's yeah. working a really big angle with Kyle O'Reilly, and you know those two very good friends, really close, to, you know, to each other behind the the curtain as well. Yeah, Adam Cole didn't want to do him a disservice; he wanted to wrap this angle up, um, and so they was able to agree these kind of extended dates, like an extension onto that contract, um, you know, to, to push it sort of from Great American Bash, which was like an NXT TV special. Um, up until well, up until the last NXT takeover, obviously that's just gone. That followed the day after SummerSlam, um, where of course Cole and O'Reilly main event, and O'Reilly goes over Cole, uh, which is what needed to happen. Obviously now yeah. that knowing what we know, Cole's yeah of course left the company. Yeah, it's the best thing to do, and it's and that's really good. um But the obviously that whole thing in, in general is just an absolute shit show. Yeah, um, th- how that could, could you not happen. know? Like, how can you
1: not keep track of your Employees' contracts, so surely that's something that you'd be shit out on,
0: really. You would think so, but the thing is, and I'm not trying to say that it would be any less uh, or, or any more acceptable if it were, a, you know, a, a talent on the undercard, because it's not. Because it's still an employee with a contract. You should still be able to to know when, you know, what's what. But yeah. this is Adam Cole, baby. This is he's he's the, he's Mr. NXT along with all the other big names. He is. Such a, a huge part of what's made NXT what it is within the last, you know, few years. Yeah. Um. And he was still at the top of his game within NXT. So it's not like you know that's that's the equivalent of somebody like uh uh over on the main roster. It's the equivalent of somebody like a, a Drew McIntyre. You know, yeah, it is, Yeah. Or something like that. You know, he's that level within NXT. Um. Well, maybe pre. Um, losing the title to Lashley, Drew McIntyre, because again he's not doing much of, of anything now. But um, yeah, again that's yeah, a shame, isn't it? But it, it is. But you know, mad respect to, to the talent, but that creative fucking sucks so, in that company. Yeah. So what were the plans then? So he he works through. It, he's left on good terms, right? But this has only sort of come out more recently. All we kind of knew at the time was obviously the big speculation he's going to end up in AEW. It seemed like a kind of a no brainer, but it, you've always got a bit of doubt. Yeah, I th- it was reported that they'd offered him a million dollar contract.
1: Yeah, I, I I did see that actually. I did see that Vince um, offered him a million to stay. I did see which that. Which is yeah.
0: is crazy, really, when you think about it. With all these releases they've just done. Yeah, you know budge- budget cuts, but obviously not really because you you know they still have record high profits. You know, so but they apparently, allegedly, they were willing to offer a uh, million dollars, which of course. Obviously now he's turned down. It seems. But as before the, the before reason, you go
1: on, though, I mean mm. that speaks volumes itself. Though, if you're turning down a million, to, and you still want to go, that speaks
0: volumes in itself. I think it. Well, it does. But then, now that we know what we know, I think we can understand it a lot more. Okay. So he's had his sit down with Vince, and they've had a chat, and he's and he said even in the post all out media scrum and everything else, you know, he left on good terms, and there's no bad blood or anything like that. And he, and he said it was a very enjoyable conversation with Vince. However, we do now know dun 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 what's going to happen to Adam Cole. I mean, to be honest, Jay, let's I'll open up the floor. Obviously, a lot of people listening probably already know the story, and there's going to be just obviously some that won't. Can you just give me any random? Just throw it out there. What do you think Adam Cole was going to do in his debut on the main roster? Get shit I, on. <laughs> I, I can guarantee you. You, I, well, I can't guarantee, but I'm fairly confident you wouldn't get you wouldn't you just wouldn't guess this. Well, this is the thing. I mean, the track record for
1: WWE uh, pulling people up to the main roster is not exactly good in the first place. So,
0: I can't imagine it being anything good. There's been some. There's been some that have been pretty good when they first gone over, but those Was were it, um, a while back. Well, the only thing I've
1: again I I discussed it. With our mate, uh, Jake, actually. I had a little conversation with him. Mm. And he, he, he
0: said he... Something to do with Michael Cole, being Michael Cole's son. <laughs> it's not right. It's not far off of this. So, what the, the plan was, Adam Cole was going to debut on the main roster. Keith Lee would have been turned heel at this point. So, right. they're going to turn Keith Lee heel. Adam Cole comes to the main roster to be his manager. Keith Lee's manager.
1: Yeah. So they've, they've got the not, hottest not, not star. Not wrestling. Not wrestling. So, so they've got the hottest star in NXT mm-hmm. being a manager.
0: Yeah.
1: Wow. I mean. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> well, <laughs> it gets better. So There you go. But I mean, that's the. Th- again, even if you are going to put someone in a management role, surely you would, with it being Adam
0: Cole, you would. No disrespect to Keith Lee, of course, but you would have somebody more high-profile, surely. Well, I I suppose it would be to try and give Keith Lee the boost, and Keith Lee's fantastic. And again, you feel that Keith Lee's not really being used to a full potential, really, at this point. He's he's he's, he's a prime example of one of those big guys that can do just unreal things. Um, so, I mean,
1: yeah, that would give him the boost, but then that's at the expense of his own career as well. So,
0: well, right. So, I think the idea is that the dynamic is supposed to be similar to what they did with Leo Rush and Bobby Lashley. And that did work to a degree. And Leo Rush was fantastic in that role. But yeah. But of course, you didn't, you know, he got very little in ring time. And when he was, he was treated as a manager. He wasn't really treated as a wrestler, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think in the yeah. opinion of a lot of others. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that would have been a similar sort of case for Adam Cole. But, of course, on top of that, and again, where I say it gets worse, is that uh, Adam Cole was going to have to have a name change. So they weren't going to call him Adam oh, Cole. Oh, no. Surely not. Yeah, yeah. So, And the, I think the idea is, I don't know if it was confirmed, but the only thing that anybody can really think of, which makes total sense if you look at it from a, a WWE perspective, is that they don't want to have two people on the, in the company with the surname Cole. Obviously, you've got Michael Cole. So I suppose in Vince and and Bruce's mind, you know, a fan's going to look at that and go, wait a minute, there's a Michael Cole and there's an Adam Cole. So Michael Cole must be his dad. Like, because that's apparently how people think. Because it's impossible for anybody to have the same surname and not be related. You know, absolute fucking madness. But Do we know what the name would have been? No, uh, no, that's not come out. Um, I saw some rumours about... It probably would have been something stupid, though. I bet it would have been. Well, it's, you know, maybe they just take away the surname like they do for a lot of the others. If he'd just been called Adam. Just call who, him Adam. <laughs> who knows, you know? Or, well, or you know. I mean, to um, be honest, probably something completely different, isn't it? But I'm glad he's gone. Um, obviously, will, he's definitely made the right decision then, for sure. I think so. I mean, everything about the the debut, and again, we'll get to it with this review, but um, oh, what a different world would we live in if if, if he chose the other way. Um yeah, madness. Yeah. Um, we should probably just get straight into it really now because this is. I mean, I'll probably start just really by saying I think this show is one of the best shows I've seen ever. Yeah, I think. I agree I, I, more. I'll say that, yeah. Couldn't, I, I, I could th- agree more. I think it's AEW's best pay per view to date.
1: It is. Yeah, again, I agree. It's
0: outstanding. I think time will tell if it really holds up as one of the all time great wrestling shows. Um, I think a little bit of time needs to pass before, you know, you can you can maybe put it up there with your WrestleMania seventeens. Oh yeah. Um, you yeah. know, I I think before this though, I can't remember sort of feeling quite as like, oh man, about a show than than WrestleMania thirty, which was in two thousand fourteen. Mm. You know, so it's been a long time since I've I've been like, shit, man. You know, that was that really was something fucking special. Yeah. Um but yeah, the the buy rate. Tony Khan appeared on Busted Open Radio a couple of days ago. Um, he says that it's done over two hundred thousand, which is their best to date. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that's global though, because it seems like a smaller number if it's global. Or, or maybe yeah. I'm just being a bit maybe. Dick, maybe, but.
1: maybe it was just maybe it was just national, international, maybe more. I'm not sure. But again, as you said, that doesn't seem like a lot considering obviously. Got had Punk's debut, uh, debut match for AEW and returning wrestling
0: match. Yeah. And obviously with everything else, it seems quite small, but... I would imagine yeah. it is. I'd imagine it's... I, I think that is just looking at the States. Um, yeah. Globally, I would say, obviously, it's going to be a lot more. But it, I think at the moment, it's some, it's going to be somewhere between two hundred to 220,000, maybe even more. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's their biggest to date. It's actually also the biggest pay-per-view buy rate of any non-WWE wrestling show since 1999 and that was wcw's i want to say mayhem but i'm going to just double check that
1: yeah that doesn't surprise me i mean the way AEW has been gaining traction in obviously with over the last few months of their acquisitions of superstars doesn't surprise me at all and going back to what you said earlier about um WWE now being the alternative, I, I could I could agree with you because obviously, if you think in the last what year or so there must have been well over a hundred people released from WWE, including if you include NXT UK and every every other banner, there's must be well over a hundred people that's been released.
0: Oh yeah, I mean I just don't like the fact that WWE has, has done what it's done with you know to its independent contractors. I just. I, I think I used the term <laughs> scummy company uh, in the last <laughs> well, one, but i you know- I stand by it. I do. I, I think it is, uh, by and large. That's not to say everybody that works in it is. Obviously, I say I don't blame talent. I'm not saying that everybody that isn't talent is falls under the same umbrella. Like, people are just trying to do a job at the end of the day. But yeah. I just, like, the vision in that company is not in line with what professional wrestling fans want to see. Yeah. And it, wrestling is a dirty word in WWE. You yeah, know? I mean,
1: before yeah, before we get into it, there I don't want to start a discussion because we'll probably be here for another hour. <laughs> but obviously, what they did um, at their last pay per view, SummerSlam, mm. what they what they did at SummerSlam with obviously Bianca and the way they treated her and mm. you know just just don't sit well. I mean, I, no. I didn't watch, I didn't like WWE anymore anyway. But I mean that. It just don't sit well. I mean, just from a human just from a moral standpoint, I mean, if you even take wrestling out of it, that's that's the that's a way that you treat an employee at the end of the day. And yeah, that just doesn't sit well at all. It's, like, it's just
0: really poor. It was very poor and inconsiderate booking when you look at what happened to Kofi and it and it can spark up conversations that really shouldn't be happening. And oh yeah. Yeah. Me and Ash yeah. again, like we, we sort of we, we covered that in the last one and, and covered it quite heavily, but it's just it, it just wasn't, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, Becky's return was going to happen regardless. I think Brock's return was more of a, a response to the CM Punk debut. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, I mean, like we
1: always knew she was going to return but, I mean, to to do that, you know, it's just.
0: Oh, I it just strips yeah. away everything Bianca's worked hard for. That's what I mean. I, it's really I don't bad. think it, I don't, I, she'll recover from it because um, she's going to be a star no matter what but yeah. it's just, it left a, sour taste you know absolutely yeah yeah it did uh i I, I just wwe just seems hell-bent on being the biggest heel in the business and the funny thing is is that AEW just seems hell-bent on being the biggest face and tony khan um it's one thing i've got to say about tony khan and it's going to play a big factor into this into this review and this show is that tony is gives people what they want to see even if you don't always know you want to see it yeah um you know he's bringing in a lot of concerns of, you know are they going to bring in too much talent time will tell you know that we can't just sit here and say no no he won't because we don't well we don't know you know and anything could happen but as it stands right now i think tony is bringing in people that he knows we want to see yeah. and that's going to make a positive uh leave a positive imprint on the company you know yeah. someone like a christian cage sign-in was great and i and i and i loved it as soon as it happened because you just knew he's going to elevate um, the younger so talent he, he's going to elevate younger talent yeah, yeah. but not always in just in the matches but just in, yeah. in sheer knowledge that he can share with them
1: yeah but that's another good thing about it what i was going to you've literally just said what i was going to say is the fact <laughs> that all these guys are bringing in i mean for in-ring work as well as outside the ring because the amount of knowledge that they that they bring in to the company for for the younger
0: people and the people coming up again is it's uh it's priceless really yeah Exactly. And it's only gonna help the company. But Yeah. I mean without further ado, buy rates aside, obviously massive well done on that one, because that's again breaking records now. Um the show itself, AEW All Out twenty twenty one. Let's get into it. Took place from the Now Arena in Chicago, Illinois. And I think it was somewhere uh, like 10,000 somewhere between 10,000 10,300 I mm. think is, is the reported attendance but I'm those figures are always a bit I don't know if to believe them but yeah uh, you're roughly around about the 10,000 mark um yeah really really solid show and we start with a really solid opener uh the TNT championship up for grabs yeah. the champion god's favorite champion the redeemer Miro comes out and has to defend against Eddie Kingston with Redeem D's Nuts T-shirt, which I thought was fucking awesome. <laughs> so you know that's that's good merch. It's You know, plays it. Yeah, plays it, 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 it was a good deriving. it was a good
1: opener. It was a good opener, and it was a good start to the show. Perfect It was nice to see Kingston get a, a shot at a singles title because again, I think he deserves it. Uh, yeah. I know he's obviously he's had a lot of tag stuff with Moxley and that, which is again, it's not a bad thing. It's only been good. But it's just nice to see him get a a little shot at a singles title as well. It was it was a good match. I, I kind of predicted, yeah. you know, I kind of knew that he wouldn't have lost it, but it was still nice to
0: see him in that situation and in that in that opportunity. Well, only one of us predicted that he was gonna that Kingston was gonna win, and that was Ash. So, which actually, to be fair, I mean, we should say now. I mean, you won predictions war for All Out. I did, and you know what? The only the only one I got
1: wrong was the battle royal because again, it's hard to predict. Especially, someone, the so it's hard yeah yeah it's hard to predict someone winning like especially when you you're not 100 percent sure that he was actually going to be debuting so
0: right well yeah this match top tier stuff really I, I really yeah. really enjoyed it I think it's eddie Kingston's best match best singles match that he's had since coming to aew yeah um, absolutely it set the bar. It did, yeah. It, it it was a good, and the thing is as well. And this will be a trend through the night, but the Chicago crowd is always a really hot crowd for wrestling. But yeah. on this night, particularly, see that, and this is what I mean, man. That the crowd can really make it special if they're into it, and they were into it all night yeah. long. And Chicago really, really, you know, have left a stamp on this show and, and, and elevated it to new heights because it's such a joy even watching it back. The crowd are just so into it, and they were really into this match and. You know, it's it's been an interesting story. Miro kind of called him out. Um, obviously, he's answered the call. I just like the storytelling. You know, they were basically saying Miro's weaknesses, essentially his neck area. Uh, mm. So Kingston was working on it, chopping. You know, it was just stiff, man. They they were working pretty snug, and it was it was really just good to see, just a good hard hitting contest. Yeah, absolutely. I I'd like to see where they go with it from here. I don't necessarily want that to be the end of it. Um, to be honest, I'm not. I I wouldn't after watching it. After watching that one, um, I I wouldn't be. I wouldn't complain if if they decide to put the title on Eddie. To be honest, at some point, yeah, from Miro. But um, yeah, no, really, really, really good stuff. What would you give this match? I'd give it a good 375. It probably deserves a bit more, but
1: there were so many good matches on the card. Yeah, it, it's difficult because I don't want to give like every match a. a a four or four and a half. I want to, you know, because it because the quality of the matches were so good. It 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 wasn't like it was a really good match, but compared to some of the other matches, it wasn't as good. But again, you can't take anything away from it because the bar mm. was set so high at that show. It's it's
0: difficult. It was it was a perfect opener. It's always interesting. I mean, anything we said before, but anything rating wise is always going to be subjective because it depends what you look for in wrestling. Yeah. And even between the three of us, you know, we I think a lot of the times we'll be pretty much in tune with with what we enjoy, but we also kind of enjoy different aspects of wrestling as well. Yeah, you know, like I'll yeah. enjoy a lot a lot of the sort of more sometimes quite unquote boring matches, um, but again, I, it depends on what on how you look at it. I like a good technical you know a good sometimes a long technical match but you do have to be in the right mood for it that wouldn't have been how to start the show it would have been you know that's it sets it off on the wrong pace this one had like it was it was perfect and i think for that reason um the trophy is coming out it's going to be a gold yeah for for this yeah it was it was it was really really good i actually i said obviously outside of this but I, i just said in general that Almost every match on this, almost every match on the show, could have been a main event in sort yeah. of any other. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was great. It was really good. Before we got to the next match, though, I just want to bring mm. in because I'm not entirely sure what happened, but obviously there it was scheduled. I'm sure it was scheduled for Andrade and Pac. Yeah, pay per view.
0: Yeah, and
1: I'm not. I'm not quite sure why that got axed. Or cause I know, I know it was on Dynamite. The the, net, the obviously the following Dynamite, but. Not sure why got uh,
0: Rampage just gone. They've done it. Yeah, oh, um, Rampage, it opens. Okay. Opens Rampage, uh, which by the way, everybody, if you haven't seen it yet, I won't spoil it for you, but you must go out of your way to watch it because it is a hell of a match. So, a do, do, we, match. do we
1: know? Do we know why it was moved? Or
0: um, I, I think it is something to do with Pack not being able to get over there. Okay, I think it is a travel thing, but um, they do play that into the into the story. So obviously. <laughs> Which is kind of—I don't know whether or not that was just really good um, foresight from from Tony or an AEW, but I was because they've been running that kind of storyline with you know uh, Lucha Bros as part of the Death Triangle faction, having their travel cancelled and Pac having travel cancelled, like you know to stop them from coming and, and fighting with Andrade and yeah. uh, Chavo Guerrero has been. Um, it really he's interesting to watch in those kind of interviews because he's always like in the background, like, mm, well, you know, it was it, it was me, but I'm gonna say it wasn't, but you can he uses his body language to be like, oh fuck, fuck you, Chavo, it was he, wasn't it? Yeah. And he does that here, and it's a really interesting setup, and I, I can't say any more because again I don't want to spoil anything for Rampage. Yeah. But um Chavo the Andrade just outright asked Chavo, he's like, Did you cancel PAX travel like obviously tying a real life situation into the story yeah chavo's saying no no and he does the same thing in that in that uh segment where he's you could just tell his body language and it's like okay they're going down the route chavo did cancel pack obviously it's not actually what happened yeah yeah you know they used uh and the thing is i'm not going to make a lot of comparisons wwe because i don't think it's fair to but I, i i have to say on this one because i made such a big point of it in the last episode with how I, the biggest thing that really annoyed me was that Bianca and Sasha were supposed to be that match for SummerSlam and they knew in advance Sasha wasn't going to make that show but they continued advertising it up yeah. until, like, the moment she was meant to come out. And although, yeah, Becky coming out is still going to be amazing and everyone's going to, you know, people are going to love that, you know, there are still people that would have paid money to see Sasha and you got yeah. you got conned because they kept, you know, and it's because they can use that card subject to change. And yeah. yeah, that's fine. It can in a real life situation. This was a real life situation, but AEW had announced PAC can't come due to travel issues. It's yeah. shit. They've done their best to try and work it into a story, but you know they were being honest. They're not trying to treat people like exactly. idiots.
1: Exactly, and that you go. You know, that's again. That's letting your fans, putting your fans first in a way, letting them know that you, although you bought a ticket, right, at least, at least,
0: yeah, at least, yeah, at least you know before the night what you're getting and what you're yeah. not getting and, and let's be honest a lot of a lot of sales here were coming in the fact that it was going to be seeing punk's first match in seven years yeah. there was speculation around brian danielson debuting there was speculation around adam cole you know the the show was selling itself i don't think it would have lost anything necessarily yeah. by losing just gonna, uh, andrade just going to point out that i didn't actually buy it for punk i'm not one of them people but <laughs> we'll get to that no We'll get to it, but I I already know we're going to have like a difference of opinion on it, but that's going to be a really interesting um, talk, that one. But um, yeah, no, but but good job for AWI, I think, um, for being honest and upfront. And then they just gave it to us on free TV, on Rampage. So yeah, fantastic. I mean, there you go. They still delivered. Still delivered. What's the next match then? What do we get after? Well, next up then, yeah, we had the interpromotional match between john moxley and new japan's satoshi kojima uh this wasn't actually supposed to be the match i don't I think this is what they were going for they obviously wanted tanahashi and couldn't get him
1: yeah yeah which
0: is weird because he was about he, he was about so whether or not i don't know if it's because maybe moxley going over and new japan didn't want it I don't know. I, I feel like there's some sort of politics at play there, but
1: yeah. so I, I think they are. I think they are pushing Tanahashi again in New Japan. So I guess that makes sense. If obviously yeah. they didn't want Moxley going over, but Kojima's not a bad shout
0: anyway. Though I mean, he's good. It was a good match. It was. He's good. a legend. I it. He's a legend, and he's been around for a long time. You know, he's. Uh. uh it, it was good. It was. It's again. It's not. It's It's nice to have the exposure. Um, mm. With New Japan on on AEW and obviously then more more of the in the West and this whole forbidden door business. I mean, like Moxley kind of is that door at the minute because that every everybody sort of comes through him. He's the gatekeeper. Yeah. Um. So that should well, at least be a it new seems way. <laughs> Yeah. It basically. I mean, he is, isn't he? The but, gatekeeper. I, I'm here for it. I think it's good. It's an interesting thing for Moxley to do. Yeah. Obviously, Moxley the night before um i think it was the night before it might have been a couple nights before i think it was the night before but he won the gcw title off of matt cardona hence why he came out in the gcw hoodie okay. um, i was pretty upset about that because i loved matt cardona's gcw runs so matt for you you know all the best i hope you get it back because you deserve it you take that belt to disneyland you bring the spinner belt back out <laughs> you ups- upset those fans love it but um, um before we get into it, though, mm. it did it did set up at the
1: end. It did set up one of my dream matches that I've been hoping for for well for as long as AEW has been going, and it, it it's gone ahead. And obviously, I haven't seen it yet because it was on I think this this week's Dynamite, which was um, Moxley and and the Legend uh, Minoru Suzuki.
0: Yeah. So the match itself obviously cuz he comes out at the end but again mm. this, that was a genuine shock and surprise
1: yeah cuz I I didn't itself, I didn't ex- expected nothing at all like that
0: yeah which is good i mean you know they they come out they make their entrances and they proceed to have a very like the first match it was a very stiff back and forth competition some real snug offence yeah from yeah. from both uh, but it again was, you it was that. it was stiff yeah there wasn't as much i think the only thing for me i I will rate it lower Obviously when we get to it i'm going to rate it lower than the opener just because the opener had a bit more uh backstory to it and it's got more yeah. longevity to it. You can get more out of it, whereas this felt like a one off which isn't always it's not to do it any disservice it was awesome to see it, but it it kind of it was essentially just a precursor to that segment after the match, really yeah um yeah. but yeah it was it was good, but again it was just another one of those sort of stiff matches. Uh, it's a second match on the card, which is always a, a hard slot to fill. So I think they did the the absolute best they could with it. And again, crowd are really hot for this one. Yeah. I don't know what you'd probably give this one in comparison to the first, whether or not you, you enjoyed it more or not. I'm a sucker for Japanese stuff anyway, though. I mean, you know me.
1: Anything with a kanji on it, I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it was good. I'll just give it 3.5. It, again, a little bit lower than the opener, but as you mm. said, it had a bit more backstory
0: to it, but... 3.5, it was a solid match. I've got to go for the morphing now of the trophy. So obviously, like Jay's done there, uh, for those that might be new to this this ridiculous trophy system that I, I brought in uh, many months ago, if there's going to be sort of a 0.5 something, you know, like somewhere in between, you have to mould, you have to mesh two trophies together. So for me, it's between silver and gold. It's a Gilver. Yeah. Jay, you you fucking love a Gilver. <laughs> yeah, I do. Jay's here for the Gilvers.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's, it gets it's
0: a Gilver. better though.
1: If, if you've not heard the trophy system before, it gets better.
0: No, oh, there's you're going to hear one later. <laughs> it's only <laughs> the second time it's ever come out at all. Um, but yeah, that that segment. I mean, I feel like it's probably worth. I don't want to do the match a disservice, but it's always tricky reviewing because I always. And, they, and we're going to get to a match in a moment. Um, but there are some. You just need to go out and watch the match, really. Yeah. And there's there's one in particular you have to do that for here. There's no ifs or, or buts about it, because there's nothing we're going to be able to say that will ever do it justice. I, just, yeah. I think you know which one I'm talking about yeah. here. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, just go and watch it. See for yourselves. I think you'll enjoy it. Like Jay said, especially if you're you're a fan of Japanese-style wrestling, there was a really good kind of blend between the, the two sort of styles, really. Moxie kind of carries a bit of that influence with him into that match anyway. Yeah. Um, he was quite heelish to begin with, because um, yeah. obviously he didn't want to shake his hand at the start, but then he, he did bow to him at the end. I think the bow, though, sometimes with Moxie, because of how he was at the beginning, I don't know sometimes whether to interpret that the bow is like he is actually paying his respect, or he's being disrespectful by bowing after he just beat him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the match ends with not one, but two paradigm shifts. So I think that, that was the respect shown there. You know, he, he he had to hit his finisher on him twice. before he pinned him um so yeah it's it's a good job but i I think at some point somebody's got to come over and then beat moxley um from new yeah i mean i was hoping that was going to be suzuki but obviously i haven't seen it so i don't know
1: no i'm assuming i'm assuming moxley goes over him as well and if he's going over suzuki who's going to come over and beat him it's going to have to be is it going to be tanahashi takahashi you know who's it going to be
0: I think I, I mean, if if they re- if they can make it happen, I, I would imagine it's going to be Tanahashi. But the Suzuki thing, I mean, Suzuki really like he already kind of works a lot over in the states. Yeah, you know, in even he GCW, yeah. he's got some dates coming up now. He's he's kind of a, well, he is he's a legend, especially in the kind of deathmatch scene. So yeah, yeah, you know, and rightly so. Um, <coughs> excuse me, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's a good match. The the ending is kind of what it was all about, and it set that up. And Suzuki left him laying. Like, Suzuki comes out to the music and, you know, fans are absolutely mental for it. Oh, I was so fucking happy. Stare down is awesome. Stiff forearm exchange. Yeah. I like that there was a bit of banter back and forth as well. Like, they kind of laughed at each other, like laughing each other's strikes off and... You know, like it was that no sell, but not really a no sell. It's because they were enjoying the pain, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was really cool to see. But yeah, it was. It was Suzuki that left Moxley laying, and that was, you know, that was interesting. And you know, I, I think that did a good job of setting Suzuki up to look like a genuine threat to Moxley before yeah. their match on Dynamite, which they then announced, obviously, a bit later on um, into the night. Not too much later, but they obviously not, not there and then. It was just right there and then. It was just Suzuki had come out. No one really knows, is he actually going to be in Ada? Because that's the thing with a lot of these when people come out. You don't know if they've signed or if they're just sort of um, passing through kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it keeps excitement levels high. So, you know, the crowd's now buzzing still, even more so, because they have this this surprise that actually nobody knew was going to happen. Yeah. But, yeah, really, uh, yeah, rated it a lot. Really, really good. Um, Match number three. I think it should have been the semi main event, but I can see why they did what they did. Uh, but it is the Women's Championship Dr. Britt Baker DMD defending her title against Chris Statlander, who has recently returned from an injury and has been pushed to the moon, no pun yeah. intended, for the alien gimmick uh, since then. But yeah, this match, what were your thoughts? Good. Again, it was, I do, because I mean, I, I'm, a, I'm a fan
1: of Chris Statlander. I mean, she's a good, good she's a really, really good wrestler. And yeah. I think, I think as time's gone on, Britt Baker's got a lot, lot better as well. Like, she's definitely deserves to be in the picture that she's in. I, I think, yeah. um, it, and it was a good match. And obviously, well, with the debut that happened that we'll talk about in a bit, um, obviously Ruby and, and Britt Baker, that, that sets up a decent match as well. And that's, again, that's going to be one to definitely watch. Yeah. But I enjoyed it. It was a good match. Um, again, again, I kind I kind of knew that she probably wouldn't go over, but it was good. It was good.
0: Yeah, I think that's the only tr- that's the only thing that I would say probably bogged it down a bit, is that sometimes... It's a bit too predictable in places. Yeah, but only because it's tricky. You can't really win, can you? That's what I've tried, especially a lot more recently. I really, really am trying to take the approach of just not... Try not to think too hard about... Yeah. Uh where you want to see something go and just try and enjoy the ride. But I, I did say this again, I won't keep doing the callbacks, but a previous episode I did say, you know, I think because one of the problems with wrestling fans is that we can, you know, we're 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 told we can be really impatient. And there is truth to that. Oh but yeah. <laughs> definitely. I, I've def- I, I went to I jumped to the defense of of these same wrestling fans um last week because my view on it is especially if you're accustomed to to watching the wwe product and that's kind of your main one that you watch or even the only one that you watch the thing is fans being impatient is just as much on them as it is on us because they condition people to be that way because they would start something and not finish it or they'd start something and fuck it up or they'd start so eventually you start thinking if somebody's not getting what you want them to do straight away you don't have Yeah, you don't have confidence that it's actually ever going to happen. Yeah. So you start, so you will become That's what impatient. I
1: mean. Yeah, we need to.
0: People need to change that mindset because AEW are delivering on it. But it's, it takes a long time to kind of get out of it, and and you don't realise that until you really, really start watching another product. Yeah, um, you know, as and, and you care about that other products as much as you would care about a WWE. Like tonight, yeah. I'm going to be watching um, Death Before Dis. Well, I won't watch it tonight. I'll have to. Obviously, I'm buying it, and then I'll watch it tomorrow um but death before dishonor ring of honor i know i love ring of honor but does it elicit that exact same does it doesn't elicit the same emotions from me that you know an old school wwe did or a aw does you know so but i but i love the show but i wouldn't sit there and feel more you know oh well they shouldn't have lost they should have got yeah you know, i don't yeah 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 do you know what i mean it's it's it, you feel about it differently but, yeah, I, I think it was the right decision. And what you said, to echo that, really, Britt really is – she is the baddest bitch on the block. Like, she she has gone from that kind of baby face that just didn't really feel like it was working and getting over. Mm. AEW saw it. Um, at, they, they, they really they have did. made her a star. They've made her a star. She's – well, to be honest, all credit to Britt, I think. She really did that to herself. When yeah. she got injured – that, that, she kept I think herself that was relevant the, on TV. That was the precursor, weren't
1: it, when she got injured? Because yeah. Eve, that, that was building up the, the heel. And again, Eve, just the, the TV presence as well. Just brilliant,
0: yeah. And that's where it really started to turn around. But even the yeah. match quality, I think after that, one with Thunder Rosa, that yeah. was the real eye-opener. And, and and ever since then, she just seems to be, you know, all engines go, really. And, and she's again, the offense is a lot more believable because I, I, she used to sort of seem a bit more like things weren't really hitting hard and things. And now, you know, she can be stiff. Yeah. So, you know, but it's good. It's it's good. Let's just fucking go. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and Statlander's yeah. a good opponent to do that with. Statlander's a big, you know, she's a big opponent for Britt. Like, she, she is. She, she, genu- is. Genuinely, she Genuinely, she is a big woman. She, Yeah. I mean, she's got bolder shoulders. Um,
1: you know, Massive power legs. game...
0: Yeah, the power games there over Britt, like Chris is, you could could look at Chris and be like, yeah, no, you don't want to mess with her, so, (laughs) you know, Britt has to find other ways of doing it, has to sort of, you know, cheat, it's a typical heel thing. Um, Yeah, yeah. Good match though, I really, really enjoyed it, the the Orange Cassidy stuff was interesting. It was good. Orange, obviously, out of character a little bit, gets really fired up, obviously goes against his usual lackadaisical self. You know, when Chris is being counted out, shouts at her, come on, Chris, get in the ring. Uh So that was really cool. But yeah, just a good a good build for for Chris going into it. The right sort of outcome going out of it. Because uh, I, I like to see heel champions and then, you know, especially now, obviously, like we say, we'll come to it with a casino battle royale, but. Um, yeah. Faces chasing the heel champion is always, I always prefer that. And yeah. And Brit's. Yeah, Brit's ideal. She's great, and I think I think she's got what all the other women, uh, the women's champions before her, just hadn't had. She's been able to really like make and connect with storylines. Yeah, whilst holding that belt, yeah. and they were really, really lucky. That's exactly really lacking what I was, was going to say. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you,
1: you, yeah. just exactly Turkey. exactly what you just said. But I think yeah.
0: from an AEW booking standpoint, and again, I know I just said about like you don't want to look at things and think, oh, I'm gonna, I think it's gonna go here, here, and here. This is just more of an observation. Um, so I think AEW really is trying a lot more with the women's division now. Obviously, you know we we said about Ruby, but they have brought Ruby in, and um, there's going to be you know it's setting that up. Jamie Hayter's come back. Yeah, um, she's joined with Brit's kind of posse, and there's kind of seeds there that maybe that's going to turn at some point. I just you know,
1: want them to sign Billy and Peyton, and yeah. then yeah, you know it. That, I mean, I don't know why they haven't already. Maybe they genuinely, genuinely.
0: Just want to take a break from wrestling. I'm not sure, you know. But uh, well, they've said they're open for dates now, so. But I, I, I guess really, from an AEW aspect, maybe they need to like space the the debuts out a yeah, little bit. Yeah, of course,
1: of course, yeah. But I mean, it'd be really good to see them there as well because that's
0: really going to bolster the women's division even more. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, you need you need the star, the star value mm. there, and I think Thunder Rose has done a, a good job with that as well. But again, Absolutely. Thunder Rose also yeah, connects yeah. with Brit. And that's yeah. what I like. There's a lot of different strands, like they do for the men. They're now sort of, it seems like they're getting there with the women with it. Um, yeah. And Brit is the centrepiece of it. So, yeah, absolute. Um, what would, what top would you rate it? What would you give for the match then? I Well, I really enjoyed the match. I, I would give it gold, to be honest. Um, yeah. It was one of the better women's matches I've seen, I think, in AEW just in general, not just pay per view. Yeah, I'd yeah, give it yeah. gold.
1: I'm going to go three seven five. again. Good
0: match. Really good. Nice yeah really good and again, really good length of time as well. first three matches so far have all been under 15 minutes. they didn't feel too long. they were a good amount of time everyone got time to tell a story yeah um, but yeah we go to a we're onto to a big one now if you're happy to move to the the fourth match of the night yeah this yeah. is for the aew tag team championship contested in star, inside a steel cage it's the champions, the young bucks taking on the lucha brothers who had obviously won the tournament to crown them as the number one contenders uh, that was quite enjoyable that spanned across both dynamite and rampage the match was a steel cage because in storyline they wanted to keep other members of the elite out of the ring so that it would just be young bucks lucha bros two versus two no outside interference now, before we get into it, because I, I think we're going to go really into this, this is where I actually <clears> predicted Adam Cole would debut if he was going to debut. I thought it would have been here, and he had helped the Young Bucks retain because so I, I put the Young Bucks to retain it. It's not what happened. Lucha Bros were crowned the new title, uh, the new champions. But my, I've got a lot, got a lot to
1: say about this as well, really.
0: Take the floor, Jay, because um, there's a, there's a lot that can be said about this, but also there's there's not a lot we could do to do it justice. But yeah. just really how we, how we feel about it.
1: Yeah. Well, where to begin? Really, they had to lose because yes. they've gone over pretty much everyone they've they've gone up against. They've pretty much gone over, and not just gone over, but they've gone over pretty much by taking the piss as well. So, I mean. It, it it was one of those yeah. matches that that had me on my, on the edge of the seat, and that doesn't happen often these days. But mm. this one did, and I was really, really rooting for the Lucha Bros. And again, it's that doesn't happen often when I get that invested in a match, and it, it was one of them ones that I was well into, like Tunnel Vision. Like it was, it was just couldn't take my eyes off it, couldn't blink. Yeah, exactly. And um, it's yeah, it's it's one of the best tag matches I've seen in years. And I mean, it was for me. It was even better than the the FTR versus Young Bucks. It was much, I think it was much better than that.
0: I really it, enjoyed that match, but I I still think that the best tag match that they'd done in AW until all out was the one from Revolution, not this year but last year, when it was um, Young Bucks versus Hangman and Kenny when they were the tag champs. Yeah, and and that match was awesome, but. Yeah, this one, again, not to do that one any disservice, but this one blew it out of the water for me. This yeah. is um, easily one of the best tag matches, like you said, that I've ever seen. Even for, I mean, from the get-go, the entrance for Lucha Brothers.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was really, I, really good.
0: I mean, I would say that's probably the best live performance of a song that AW's had so far, because I has, didn't like the has. downstate one. Yeah. We'll come to I mean, one a bit later on.
1: <laughs> it did bring back... Rey Mysterio vibes especially with the big headpiece
0: the peacock headpiece yeah
1: um but it, yeah i've really really enjoyed it like every, even from the word go it was really good but um i'm so cause i'm just i was i'm getting a bit sick of the young bucks anyway like they're just getting a bit boring it's the same thing all the time so i'm glad that they have they lost change it, it up. yeah yeah I, i'm glad that they have lost it because even though they've lost it it doesn't do them any disservice because they're still like they're still in the elite They're still the young bucks. They don't need a title. Not not saying that the Lucha Bros do need titles, but they don't need titles to you know, like you know the Young Bucks are the Young Bucks, they don't need championships. I think I'm glad that they I'm glad that the Lucha Bros have finally got the goal because I think it's been on the cards for a while and they do deserve it as well. Especially especially with, you know, who they are, where they've come from and Yeah. Yeah, they, no they they definitely deserved it, and I'm I'm just I'm just, so, I'm just glad that they actually won it. I'm glad they really got, glad feel, they got it. Really yeah, good feel moment. Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: It feels like a real big full circle. Obviously, the first Lucha Bros. Young Bucks tag match mm. uh, took place at the first ever AEW pay per view Double or Nothing 2019. Yeah, and it the obviously then they had the um, I think like the ladder match at um, uh, All Out. 2019 you know they had those matches spanning over a couple of pay-per-views at the very very early doors and this time the roles were reversed obviously then young bucks were the, the faces lucha bros were the heels now it's swapped around to, to what you're saying there about young bucks don't need the championships i mean that's right they, they don't need them for them but i think you could argue that the young bucks holding them and then dropping them to lucha bros made it mean more for the Lucha Bros because of that history with AEW yeah, at the very beginning. I do agree But then agree also, there, yeah. for that exact think, reason that think you're think saying the
1: Lucha, there... I think if the Lucha Bros would have won it off of anyone else, it wouldn't have been as special.
0: No, I I do I do, agree. I do agree with you, yeah. Because you wanted to see Young Bucks lose, and that's why I think at the minute they are doing a tremendous job of being the heels that they need to be. Yeah. Um... I think because they're natural heels. And it's it it can be really tricky to, to dislike guys like that because obviously, you know, they're so talented with what they can do in the ring as evidenced in this match. But yeah. everything that happened and everything that they did still didn't make you ever cheer for them or root for them. You were 100% rooted in Lucha Bros Corner. And when they come out, the pop that they get from that Chicago crowd yeah. is awesome. And even during the Young Bucks entrance... They're chanting for lucha bros and it it, it really I, mean, I don't know that accompanied by lucha bros entrance made it it gave it a real big fight feel even before um they even started to you know lock up and, and get it on really um but really i mean pretty much from the the opening bell people are going into the side of the cage um you know it's it's madness balls to the wall stuff like pr- like literally from the word go And it just does not let up at any point. There were some insane spots in this match, and obviously a lot of them involved Ray Phoenix because the guy is out of this world. Like I I know they share the same first name, but I I don't know. I I don't know the last time I've ever looked at a like a luchador since Ray Mysterio and just been like, I've never seen that before. Because in this day and age, like you see so much of the same stuff all the time now, don't you? But yeah, Ray Phoenix yeah. genuinely does come out with some stuff that you're just like, yeah, I've, I've actually never seen that. That's that's yeah, amazing. He does, he does, yeah. You know, and Pent is awesome. I think I think we should get into the ele- the elephant in the
1: room though, which is obviously the um, the spiked Nike trainer.
0: Yeah, so he's obviously used that. I, I think it, I think
1: it was too much though. Really, I do I don't, I don't uh, think Okay. You see, this is this is it, because the only, the only reason I say that is because hmm. I, I thought about it when it was finished, and I thought, you know what, even if that hadn't have happened, still wouldn't have changed my mind about what I thought about the match. I, I don't think it needed to be in there. But yeah, obviously it added drama and everything, but I, I don't honestly think it needed to be in there.
0: I've got to say, I, I, I've got to say I, I disagree with it, but only cuz it was it was that that started drawing the blood and it was when the blood came into play for me that it this match turned up to a different fucking gear um i think i think it was a bit too bloody though it, there was a lot of blood about it was i'll tell you what though it's just but it's that imagery like what the the point where i was i mean i was all in with this anyway i couldn't take my eyes off it even up until this point but when this part of the match happened I was just like, yeah, this uh, this really is special. Like this is, I no matter what way this goes, this is going to go down in the books. I like obviously, the way
1: how like obviously Phoenix was um, obviously protecting, trying to protect his brother and everything, and really good storytelling with it for sure.
0: It was yeah, it well, it was it was Penta that put himself in yeah that yeah the um, other way around. sorry. Raise, yeah. Yeah, yeah in 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 that it was that moment right there, you know, and he goes in front and Penta's already like because obviously they've been trying to rip the masks off. Yeah, so the yeah. mask kind of open. Pent is just like blooded and he's mixing with his face paint, and it looks like you know. I mean, it looks like his face has exploded. And That's then what he's I just, thought. Yeah, yeah. He's in front of Ray, and I was just like, this imagery, like you don't get this that much anymore. Yeah. And the imagery was was oh man, it was out of this world. Yeah. It. I. I honestly, I really feel like it added a new depth to it. But you know, it's. It depends on how you look at it. I think really, I loved it. I, d- I didn't
1: dislike it. I didn't dislike it, but. Like I said, it was just—I don't know. I think I would have loved it all the same if it wasn't there. Not to saying that it shouldn't have been there, because like you said, it it heightened it. But yeah, yeah, I just think it would have been fantastic even if it weren't there. But it's, yeah, I mean that—that's not to give it discredit because um, yeah, but it, I, I'm not saying that it shouldn't be. I just think it
0: didn't need to be. That's the thing. I mean, yeah. it's it, everyone's gonna look at it differently. Some people don't like blood. <clears throat> um in any any match obviously you know and then there are some that really miss it i just think i think it's got a purpose i think at the right place at the right time in yeah. the right match um yeah. and with the right angle it it works uh, it was, I, it was I, just I it was just the the, the shoe and the,
1: the the pins i think it for me it was a bit squeamish i don't usually say that often yeah. in wrestling but it was the shoe and it was just obviously because you the pins, they're all on close proper.
0: close together. <laughs> they're all on
1: proper, and you know that if you're going to get hit with it, you're going to get you're going to get stung. So well, like, you're what, a, heel, get what a
0: heelish move, though. You know, yeah. Because yeah. I, yeah. I think the more that that was going on, the more it was starting to be a bit like, ah, oh, I think Young Bucks are how can I win this? Um, but obviously, it's it, yeah. It I think it added. I, I I think it added. But there were so many other spots though in this match as well. Like they did the. Super kick trade off, uh, you know, that uh, when it was first going on, you know, when they're kind of like all stirred, sort of one's next to each other, and they're yeah. like one hits one and it goes in a circle. And At first, I was a bit like, uh, okay, but then actually, they you know, it, it, it built up some speed and some momentum, and it got you know, it got really entertaining. And obviously, it yeah. got a pop from the crowd, which is obviously what you want,
1: yeah. I, I'm uh, exactly the same with you. I mean, I'm not a fan of super kicks anyway, especially when the young bucks do it because I think they overuse it. <laughs> But um
0: super uh, exactly exactly, <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly what you said though at first I was like, oh I'm not this again, but it, as you said it it added, added it did add the momentum and it it did yeah. go from there
0: good it, it works it worked really well and they they used the cage really well, yeah, um, they made it the wrong with the cage obviously the Phoenix dive from the top was fantastic really yeah. I didn't I think, think they was going to do anything like that at first. But then when
1: when he signalled for it, I was like, you know yeah. what? I'm glad that they did do it. I th- And I think they, they were
0: sensible with it as well. I don't think they did. like they, He didn't need to do some sort of like 450 or shoot yeah, star yeah. press. You know, just the crossbody on its own. That is unbelievably crazy and dangerous and risky to yeah. just do that. and But it was perfect. And the thing is as well, I think what you sometimes have to realise is that those cages—they're not like a one-size-fits-all deal. Yeah, you know, that cage is actually a lot bigger than what WWE is now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's it's more akin to their sort of older ones. You know, when you see the old school angle doing the moonsault off the corner and stuff, you know, it's it's that it's got a lot more height to it. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's, when you a, watch it's those at least replays, it's at least thirty feet. It's a big boy. It is a big boy, and so for anybody to jump off of it, yeah, Phoenix obviously dives on them both I, it's this is towards the end of the match then isn't it and then they kind of hit their uh well they hit the finisher and then that is it it is one two three and like I was there and I was kind of like oh my god like this has happened I'm, I'm so excited I'm so happy yeah yeah but then like at the same time I was just like shit like I need to sit down <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I was kind of exhausted I was like I, I don't know how this show is going to get any better than what I've just seen now yeah um and and i think from a match quality perspective it kind, it kind of didn't no i but, agree it was definitely match of the night oh 100% match of the night but even then it just it didn't just stop with the match man like i i i i did i'm not afraid to admit it i i teared up just a tiny 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 bit just seeing how much it meant to Penta. Mm. because like all of the, and like you said again like it's that imagery though but his blood was going all over the belt and then, like they're supposed to be going up the ramp because they need to get the ma- next match on, and you can you can hear and you see Ray Phoenix like whistling him, like "Come on, mate, look, look, we got to go," but he didn't. He he was wanted his daughter to come out. Yeah, and that was that was
1: a good moment for me. That especially yeah. when he had his family there and that. I mean, I'm sure they
0: appreciated being smothered in his blood, but <laughs> <laughs> you see his daughter had it all over her face. I know she was kind of like, yeah, dad, I'm happy, but fuck off. <laughs> no, but it was that was awesome, man. And I and I love that he just went out. Um obviously that wasn't going to be part of the plan. Well, it didn't seem like it was. It seemed like they were supposed to be like, like, come on then because yeah, yeah, yeah. with the rest of it. But no, he he was like, no, fuck it. I'm, I I want to celebrate with my family. Um, yeah, it was and good. I, Yeah, that's that's fucking awesome, and I, and it just added just that extra little bit onto it. We said like it's hard to talk about this, and, and we talked about it the longest, but it's because there is so much. You have to go watch it, guys, if you haven't seen this one.
1: Absolutely, yeah, you have to. You have to watch it. it if, you haven't, you if you to. haven't seen it, it, it's you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't. Because it is, it's, it is up there with like one of the best I've seen in a hell of a hell
0: of a long time. It's one of the best ever. In my personal opinion, it it
1: is it is definitely one of the best ever. What what would you give it? Five out of five. Yeah,
0: mine. Easy platinum. Easy, easy, easy. Five
1: out of five.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt. (laughs) So a really, really amazing match that was then followed by the casino battle royale. I think that was. I mean, you had to, didn't you? Really, because like it was still. Yeah, yeah. It can still give you enough excitement because of that Joker card. Yeah. So although the match was, I'm not going to go through everybody that was in it. You can find it online. But yeah, the long yeah. story short is that the winner of the 21-woman Casino Battle Royale would get a shot against, now we know to be, Britt Baker, women's champion. Yeah. Um, so I predicted Thunder Rosa. You and Jay, uh, you and Ash predicted Jade Cargill. Um, she had I kind of, of wish I hadn't have predicted her now. Because I was on
1: on the fence with her and Thunder Rosa anyway. But yeah, like I had an inkling that Ruby was going to debut, but I thought, "Eh, if she don't debut, I'm going to look like a cock. So,
0: (laughs) Well, the thing is, I I thought it was going to be her as opposed to one of the Iconics. I I thought we, we were probably looking at Ruby, but it was whether or not she would win it. And I think that's the trouble. Like, I was pretty certain... I felt pretty confident yeah. that it was going to be Ruby debut in, in the Joker spot. Yeah,
1: but when, I, when I saw that it was her, I'm glad that she did win it. I am glad because yeah. it sets up something fresh and something good.
0: But it also, the end of that match as well... And I know we're jumping to the end here, but um, there's not really an awful lot to cover it in, in the in the sort of... There, no, there, to there, it really, there, isn't,
1: but, there isn't really. It's just um, your standard sort of Royal Rumble.
0: Oh, kind of, yeah. I mean, it was... It, it was a bit, though, because it came down to Thunder Rosa and Ruby. Yeah. Uh, but when Thunder Rosa was eliminated and she's storming up the ramp like, this should have been mine, should have been mine. Like She's a face, but she comes across very entitled in her promos. Yeah, uh, I don't know yeah. if that's deliberate, but uh, even on, again, I, I won't spoil anything, but even with, uh, it was Dynamite Rampage, one of them this week, um, she says something like, oh, again, they're like, oh, I'm, obviously I was heartbroken not to win, but, um, you know, I'm going to bounce back, whatever, and get what I deserve. And it's like it's the words she uses, like "deserve it." We well, didn't deserve it because you didn't win it. Yeah. In a storyline aspect, if you deserved it, like do you know what I mean, you wasn't robbed. Ruby beat you. She threw yeah, you over yeah, the top yeah. rope. You yeah. didn't. You didn't win, so you didn't deserve it. You know. Maybe that's setting up a heel thing then for her. I think so. I mean, I'd be here for it if they want to do that with Thunder. I, th- I think she's got the she'd personality make, she, to do that. Yeah, I think she'd make a good one, definitely. But at the minute I think they do need credible faces to go against Brit. Yeah, Um, but Ruby fits the bill, man, and and obviously she obviously she does win it. Keynotes from the match. I mean, was there anything you took away from it that stood out to you? Uh, just that I kind of turned
1: off a little bit. Not not like I I watched it all and I was engrossed in it. But obviously after the previous match, I was again echoing what you said. I was a bit like, damn, like I need to just relax for a bit. (laughs) So it's yeah, I sort of I was watching it. I, you know, it was enjoyable, but I only really took proper notice, obviously, when the Joker came out, and then I was, I was like, oh, okay, now, now I'm gonna pay it, pay some real attention again."
0: Yeah, and I think that was that, That's why I think it was a smart move to put it there, because, like you said, you don't always it gives people time to recover, really. Yeah, and if anything, you're sort of just looking to see what's going on. Like you're looking to see if you can spot anything interesting in a battle royal when when the ring's yeah. a bit more full. You know, is there anyone just stood around doing nothing? Is there, you know, you just look out for stuff. Yeah, um, yeah there wasn't overly anything sort of special, really. I, I, I'm not trying to do it a disservice, but it, it wasn't. It's a battle royal. You can't really... Yeah,
1: there's not a lot you can do. do to really make it...
0: You can do a you know, spot. You have people people yeah. do a few spots, and that is literally it. There was a point where I think Ty Conti um, almost killed Penelope Ford. <laughs> with like a big boot or something like it looked ferocious and i was like jesus but yeah it's done a good job i suppose there's a few angles that are being built again no spoilers jay because you haven't seen it but there's a few angles that are going to be built by the looks of things following that match as a yeah, result yeah. of certain things that happened in there but um yeah the main thing here was to give the fans uh a pop for seeing ruby soho get them to pop even bigger because she won and that means that we're going to get ruby and brit who do have a bit of a history Together? Did you
1: see? Um, did you see, like the quote when she debuted? It was. It said, "The riot is over," which I thought was a good touch.
0: The riot is over. Yeah, uh, some people hate these WWE references. They really hate them, but you can't. I. I mean, I don't know. It's. It's weird. I to think not Ruby Soho is a
1: fucking good name. I think it suits her down to the ground, and it's better than Ruby Riot.
0: Well, she comes out to the Rancid song that is titled Ruby Soho from their 1990-something album. I can't remember which one. Um, but, yeah, the, t- the, the track is Ruby Soho from Rancid. So they've obviously got the rights for that. Rancid's one of those punk bands, though, that, like, I think Lars is a massive wrestling fan anyway. And, obviously, you know, CM Punk, who we're coming to. Um, yeah. Big fan of Rancid as well. And it's, Yeah. So that's probably it's just awesome for all of them involved, really, isn't it? But yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, just definitely. a real
0: feel-good moment. I don't know if you want to really rate the battle royal. I always feel a bit funny about rating battle royals, but
1: yeah, I, I, I kind of—I was going to say the same thing. I kind of don't want to give it a rating just because I don't want to give it a disservice. But again, it's hard to rate it highly because there's not really a lot that goes on. So I'd, I wouldn't—I'd rather just not give a rating. It yeah. was good. It was good. I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, as, as far as battle royals go, it was. M- mediocre for me, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It, it did what it needed to do, but it was at the end with Ruby coming out where it really picks up, and yeah. that's what's going to make it memorable at the end of the day. So yeah, definitely. You know, yeah, fair play to everybody involved. It's nice to see some more progression, like we said before, you know, with the women's division. Yeah, definitely. Well, Jay, we come to now the the final fight is what it was. Uh, the tagline for it, that's what it was being uh, promoted as. So. Uh, a year long story being culminated yeah. m j f versus chris jericho yeah so-
1: i uh, I'm a bit in two minds about this like i get i get it you know I, I completely understand and it's yeah it's a good way to end it and a good way to tie things up and everything, but i think i well, I guess you sort of have to what i'm gonna lead into. But Jericho's—I think Jericho's been playing like sort of the old injured war dog, if you like, to MJF, and he's like, I know it's you have to tie it in, but it's—I think Jericho's been—he's been playing like the martyr or the victim, if you like. Like it's like as good as Jericho is, like he, he can't. I think he's—I I can't really explain what I'm trying to say, but it's like
0: so like he, he took MJF in, MJF screwed him. You know, Jericho opened the door up for MJF. He I think get, he's been him the spotlight and now I think he's, he's the one that
1: I think he's been wrestling like a week, if that makes sense. Like obviously like he's been I can't put it into words really. It's like MJF's like this insurmountable opponent and he's like gets beat down and you know, he just he can't do anything against him. It's like it's David and Goliath, if you like, is the way I could put it. Like, he's been wrestling really weak. Almost, I think. I think it's, he's I think it's. it's, it's he's, he's come across too weak, though. Because if you think Jericho, he's just been wrestling too weak against him, I think. The whole thing, just, it's been like everything that he's done to him. And it's just, I think it's just too much. I think it was too much.
0: It's hard. He it, it built obviously- it up
1: well, but I think, I don't know, I just... Because I love Jericho, it's just, I think it was just too much. I think he put MJF over a bit too much.
0: I don't know. I'd, I'd have to say, I, I think that's what MJF needed. Because Jericho, I, I feel Jericho got his wind with the, the labours of Jericho. You know, he, he got through everybody, yeah. but couldn't beat yeah. MJF. And that, that MJF win, do you think this rival, this whole rivalry started with them being opponents, to them being a team, to them being opponents? And it's like, there's there's a lot of layers in there. Um,
1: yeah absolutely MJF
0: you've got to remember as well this is the first time so Jericho does win Um, it's a dusty finish so we'll come to that but Jericho does walk away with a W but this is the first time MJF has lost a singles match since all out last year where he lost to John Moxley yeah so when you look I suppose if you want to look at like the statistics of it all you know MJF technically I mean he is like you know a formidable opponent because he, he loses so rarely. And it's only twice now that he's ever lost a singles match. And it does a great job for MJF because MJF can turn around and he still does to say that the loss that he suffered to John Moxley wasn't a fair one because the paradigm shift was banned, if you remember, in that match. And then yeah, yeah, Moxley yeah, yeah. used it when the ref's back was turned. And then in this one, he, he can have another cause for um, complaint because the match initially ends with... MJF, referee is distracted. Uh, MJF uses Floyd, the baseball bat, on Jericho, then hits Jericho with the Judas effect, pins Jericho, one, two, three. But Ref Aubrey doesn't notice that Jericho's put his leg on the ropes. Yeah, that was a good touch. Before the three. Yeah, it's the dusty finish, right? And a lot of people Mm -hmm. don't like that sort of thing. But again, it's it's because sometimes other companies, and I won't say them but you know it is but <laughs> other companies can can use them a bit too much and it's the thing is though what they did they'd already had like a, a few referees out didn't they because of course um i think wardlow tried to come down didn't he yeah, to get yeah, involved yeah. yeah and then hager came and sorted him out um so all the refs were like dealing with that and then one of the refs is like basically once the bell's been rang goes up to to Aubrey. and he's like no look his foot was definitely there and you can see the crowd are getting like oh shit yeah here we go and then they restart And of course, long story short, doesn't go on for too much longer, but Jericho then beats him with the Walls of Jericho, which I think was supposed to be the Lion Tamer, because he does kind of do that thing where he kind of he yeah. tried to move himself, but yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah, for whatever reason he couldn't. Um so he went back I to I think it, but...
1: it was I think it was the best way to d- finish it though. Like if it had been if it had been a, a Judas effect or a breaker or whatever, I think it was it made it more that it was with the walls of Jericho. Or the Lion yeah, Tamer or whichever it may be
0: following that MJF's last victory over Jericho was submission as well. So yeah. it was... Yeah, it was... It, I don't know. I, I, like, I think Jericho... I, I think it was perfect, really, in a way. Like, So from what you're saying, I, I suppose the way I, I'm looking at it is that it's a long time that they've... And the coo- again, fucking props to AEW because they've kept yeah. a going for a year. Yeah. And it's had serious moments. It's had comical moments. It's had everything in between. And... They've been able to sustain it and keep it fresh as fresh as it can do for a year, Um but MJF's had like MJF comes out the back of this now. Although he lost to Jericho, he's not squashed. He's got he's yeah, still yeah, got yeah. more wins than Jericho.
1: Exactly. Look, he, he got the he got the L, but he makes up for it down the road as Austin. Had yeah,
0: he's had three victories over Jericho. Jericho's got <laughs> one over MJF, but now Jericho gets to move on. He won the overall feud. Yeah, yeah, and then moves on. I don't know, man. I, I, I feel like it was perfect book in that. But the match, I, I don't think the match is going to necessarily be to everyone's taste because this was a slow, it, like they slowed it right down in pace. And again, this is one of those ones that I, I quite enjoy these, but it's still well, a bit it wasn't, fresh it off wasn't, the heart of the hills of that tag match. It
1: wasn't bad. <laughs> like I said, I that really did enjoy
0: the match and I was obviously really
1: rooting for Jericho. Yeah. Um. I did enjoy it. Yeah. But as you said, it, it definitely was a slower one. Which again, I think they needed though, off of off of the heels of, you know, the tag match and the battle royal and everything. I need, mean, I think, I needed something where you could just sit down and yeah, analyze
0: it more. I guess just yeah, and take it in and enjoy it. Enjoy the psychology and what they're drink it in, man. It in, <laughs> yeah, it's good. I, I really enjoyed the match. I will tell you what, I didn't enjoy Chris Jericho's entrance. What was his entrance again? Well, so the, the MJF's entrance oh, was spot on. The, the, the guitarist
1: on. He... from um, Fozzy. From Fuzzy, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all.
0: MJF comes out, the millennial countdown clock comes on. People think Jericho's doing like a callback to the Y2J. And then it just flashes up on the Titantron, Jericho's last match, <laughs> and MJF comes out. Fuck, you know, it's just good heat, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Jericho comes out to not, Judas playing, but the guitarist from Fozzy, like you said, there playing just the playing to Judas, just play yeah, just playing the guitar. But there's no drummer, there's no bassist, the I rest of the band like aren't it. there.
1: I didn't like it. If it, had it was, the, nah. It had been the full band and then the crowd, obviously singing the whole song, that yeah. had been that'd have been perfectly
0: fine. But, but this is yeah, this is why you just, need. The rest of the band needed to be there because he was his timing was all off. So it the crowd was, were really struggling to sing along. I, I, know, because, I noticed
1: that it was it wasn't yeah. it definitely was off.
0: That's and it ruined the entrance. Really, I think if they'd have done something else, and the crowd could have written because it was a bit like ah, oh, that's a shame because it just didn't work. It no. just didn't work without a drummer at the very least. There was nobody to keep him in in time, and and he just I don't know. He was trying all these fancy fucking licks and things and it just I don't
1: know yeah I think it just didn't
0: work yeah no it's it's a shame but can't judge the the merits of the match on on the entrance but it it was just a shame that that was not what it could have been so what's uh, what's your rating then Uh, my rating for this one I think as much as I enjoyed it it was a tad long for me yeah I think maybe even just five minutes off probably would have been enough but I think I'm going to give it a gold it's a tad long. It could have been... If it was a bit shorter, I think it could have been even higher. But it's got to be a gold because it was a very good professional wrestling match. It yeah. told I'm- an excellent story, used a dusty finish appropriately and culminated a year-long rivalry really as perfectly as, th- as they could have done it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to give it a four. Mm. So my second highest rated match of the night. And again, it, it, like you said, it was a bit long. But obviously, all the, like you said before, all the story coming into it, you know, the entrances... Well, entrance, should I say. <laughs> and, yeah, like, as you said, the dusty finish. And, yeah, it was just really, really good storytelling. Really, really good storytelling. And um, a year-long storyline, and it finished what it should have done. So, yeah, yeah four.
0: Doubt. Four. Good. Yeah, really, really good. Jay, <clears throat> I think this is where we are going to now have oh, our God. biggest difference of opinion um absolutely i could see it coming already <laughs> so first match in seven years cm punk debuts uh in ring to take on darby allen who was accompanied to the ring by sting talk us through it jay obviously you said that it wasn't quite what you expected it to be but
1: for me it just felt like a dynamite match if i'm honest and i mean if you're a regular listener you obviously already know that i'm not a fan of punk and i and, I, and it's not that like like I said, when he debuted, I was, I'm was i willing to give him a chance because, you know, like, seven years has gone by. I didn't like him before. Let's see what he can bring to the table. Like, I 100% get why he's there. He deserves to be there. You know, he deserves to be on the card. He deserves to have the match that he had and everything. Not taking anything away from him. Personally, I've just never been a fan. And I thought, well, you know, let's see what he can do. Been a long time. Um, it's just... Just... There's, there was nothing there that excited me at all, really. I think Derby performed better. I think he was the better wrestler in that match. And again, in a way, it's to be expected because he's been away for seven years and you could see that he was getting gassed quite quick. Again, which is understandable. I'm not taking it away from the guy. But, you know, all the hype going in, massive, huge thing that it was. I just don't think it was a great match, if I'm honest with you. Like, I don't know. There wasn't a lot there for me, like there wasn't a lot there like I was watching and I was just thinking like like there was a few spots like derby and like the the tease of the g t s straight away and stuff and that was good in that, but it didn't it didn't perform as well as as I think everybody well obviously not everybody, but me personally the hype going in it didn't live up to it
0: let's put it what that you, way what do you think you were expecting <clears throat> probably from punk then? for that because well, I'll touch on like a couple of bits like from my sort of side of it but
1: well this is the thing like I don't know this is like honestly I don't know what I was expecting because like I've seen a few of these things from like WWE like that match you had with Lesnar I, that was a mm. good match and I really enjoyed that
0: Yeah,
1: like I haven't seen an awful lot of him but the, the stuff that I have seen it hasn't been bad but I guess you know seven years down the line people are a lot older and I understand that but I don't know. In all honestly, honestly, I don't know what I was expecting. I just expected a bit more
0: than what I got. Really, I think for people that probably feel the same way that you do, I think the problem is is that you probably fell into that the trap of the hype.
1: Yeah, same I, think, anything, I, think, that's,
0: I think that's probably true. When things can be so overhyped that you kind of it will never live up to the the standard. And I think when you get matches like. Um, you know, Young Bucks and, uh, and again, I like, have to keep sort of going to it, but it really set the benchmark really for the rest of the night. So um, when when you get like stuff like, and like those guys can do in the ring, Punk's never really, Punk's never been the flip floppy guy. And I think, so, I think a lot of people might have forgotten it. I've, I think, opposite. it's mine. I mean, my view on it is the complete opposite, but mine is, is more because I think Punk wrestled it perfectly in the way that, he's been away for seven years. I think he deliberately had put himself into a position where he, cause it kind of, it built up and, and got a bit more pace towards the end. But yeah. It was very slow to start with. And I think it was very deliberate because it was able to showcase, like you said, how good Derby is mm. as a, as opposed to like now what, you know, punk and, punk's been away for seven years. I think they played into it. There was a lot of homage um, between, or a lot of homage, I should say paid to the, um, Bret Hart versus One Two Three Kid match on Raw many many moons ago. They did a lot of the same stuff, like the uh, hammerlock into you know the rollover, and um, there's a lot of stuff taken from that match. And again, I, and that was a match that kind of made One Two Three Kid's career. But I think that was kind of maybe the the point here. But I, I think the overall the whole idea of this was to elicit the reaction from the fans because it's Punk's first time back in a wrestling ring. And that, obviously, was going to sell tickets, and it did. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. And the pop, obviously, yeah. you know, I get that. Like
1: I said, I don't, I don't really want to shit on the guy. Because, like I said, I, I 100% understand why he's there. I think he deserves to be there from his accomplishments and everything. Like I completely get it. But mm. it's just watching wrestling matches with him in have always, for me, not been great.
0: I think that's you' there's that you're not alone with that there's a lot of people that um have never really bought into the punk hype I think it's opposite for those that do that's what I mean I think it was it's perfect really to to put him in there with Darby, which was tony's idea um it was kind of a risky move because you're having the match in Chicago I mean the match could have been a pile of shit like the match could have really stunk the joint out, but the crowd would have still. Been electric for Punk. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, but and that that was a, a, it. Could be a tricky position for Darby to be in. Yeah. Because Darby is a, a baby face, a pure baby face, and there was there was always going to be a bit, bit of a risk that he might get booed. But mm. he did a couple of times uh when he was going up to do the coffin drop towards the end. He he did Punk's go to sleep gesture, and had, he got a boo. <laughs> but uh, overall. Again, to the credit of the Chicago crowd, they were really, you know, they did cheer Darby as well. Obviously not as loud as they cheered Punk, but they yeah. they still love Darby, you know. And Darby's been there essentially from day one. And he's been chipping away just like everybody else. And he's been one of the reasons, you know, one of the bigger reasons for, to keep people invested in Dynamite. He's an interesting character. Um, personally
1: though I don't think he needs Sting I don't think he's ever needed Sting it's a nice touch and it's nice to see them together but I don't personally think that he's ever needed him not really needed him I think one, one, one day no I there's. I mean you can make you you because he already had hype in that before Sting even come into the picture
0: but I think this is what I like about AEW's use of these older guys it's, uh,
1: no, it's the wisdom yeah it's the wisdom it's the, the older guy in the corner I guess
0: isn't it they're using them in a really because people are like and A two point oh and yeah if that's what you believe it's what you believe but the difference is that a lot of companies would bring in uh, the big names who are now older and again this was a problem with WCW but they would bring in the big names that were older and they were kind of you know you had young talent that now weren't getting yeah, a look yeah. in because yeah, of these these other the, names they
1: put the older guys in the title frame and then they no one else to get a look in.
0: Exactly. And I think that's that's why
1: I'm glad that they're not doing that because, you know, they don't want to fall into that trap.
0: But that's what I mean. Sting still, when Sting wrestles now, it's still special because he's not wrestling a lot. Yeah. But the thing is, he's aligning with Darby, elevates Darby's stock. Yeah. Um, So it's not that, to be honest, I suppose from that point of view, it's it's not so much that maybe Darby needs Sting, but I think Sting needs Darby just as much anyway, just because, The dynamic you could, and it's the same with anyone. You could have done this with somebody else. Yeah, it's the it's the the perfect match, though, if you was going to do it. Yeah, and it's it's great exactly. If they're ever going to go against each other, whether it's you know someone turned heel or it's just you know let's just see who's better. uh, There's a lot you could go with it, but
1: but not so much that. But it's also the perfect pairing as well yeah yeah
0: yeah I I like it I know a lot of people and even Ash was like oh they both wear he still says it now but he's like oh they both wear face paint so they must be you know (laughs) reminds me of Darby (laughs) Allen. CM Punk was saying reminds me of Darby Allen. but like that it works and I think the dynamic works and and the whole punk because the thing is as well this is a different CM Punk so yeah when CM Punk was white Hot summer of punk and I've got to admit it was the the, it was a big you know that pipe bomb was really opened the doors again for wrestling and it was like wow this has gotten interesting. Um, and, I, and I think that's why he, he developed that big following when he did in 2011. But, you know, Punk was a very different performer back then. Not just like, not just in ring, but like just his promo, his style, the way he, he had a chip on his shoulder and he doesn't have that now. Not so much. I think right? that's so, why
1: I, I think that's why I like him more now than I did then, because it was yeah. just, it was that arrogance that I think turned me off even more. But the thing because is, that I, is what I, I got mean, people so into him. I think I, that, is that's, the, what, that's what I mean. Though I, I get it and I understand, but it was it was just a bit too much for me. It was a bit it was a bit too much. Like this guy thinks he's an absolute fucking godsend, and I'm watching him wrestle, and I can't see anything special. That, that I was think my, that the that's thing my was, take
0: of it really. It it was that it was for the outcomes because the whole. I mean, I've got to admit, I didn't even bomb, I didn't even
1: watch wrestling when he was. In his prime and No, everything.
0: but this is this is what I mean, right? That the whole I mean how it come about punk had gone on the microphone. People I, knew I, I, I saw his the microphone. I've,
1: obviously I've seen it. This I've is what I mean, bomb. but this yeah. was, that
0: was it was such a moment for him to be mentioned in guys like Colt Cabana, who didn't work for the company. He was mm. mentioned in New Japan and Ring of Honor, which again, WWE never talks about, outs- like nothing exists outside of the WWE circle. Yeah, absolutely. And he was saying like, Vince should be dead, John Laurinaitis is an idiot, Triple H is an idiot, Stephanie's an idiot, all these yes man, WWE's never going to get good because they don't care about wrestling. And it was like, what the fuck? That was on but a that was a work shoot though, weren't it? It was a work shoot. But the thing is, it got even, it went further and further and, and, and you know, there was a promo in ring with Vince and Punk together. But at the time though, and people Punk's didn't think him, it like, was a worksheet shoot did they? No, because that's what I mean. It got people like, what the shit? Like, was that meant to happen? Yeah. And it built up all this intrigue. But the thing is, he had that chip on his shoulder and that's where the nickname Voice of the Voiceless came from. And obviously he said on Dynamite, you know, his, his Dynamite debut, he's retiring it because AEW has a voice that there's people in the back that actually listen to the fans. So mm. Punk has to take a different approach to his character now because there's nothing for him to essentially rebel against at the moment. Yeah, you know, at the moment he he can only really rebel against like maybe the elite and and maybe other factions, which, um, you know, I'm sure is yeah. is, is, is coming. But I think Punk is is going to be whilst he's a face, Punk is going to work that that style where he's he really is genuinely going to put over the new guys. Which is if good, they, I think. I if think they ever so it should be, it, really, it should be while he's a face. Yeah. If if he turns heel, I would love to see Punk shit over everybody, and especially nah, the new guys, see, that, because that would, piss would be. Me off. But but the that, thing that, is, that's you've got what, to remember, there's yeah. going to be a payoff to it. So if the payoff is that they then beat Punk in the end, that's that, that's what you need. You need that payoff. But if the heel never gets the upper it, hand it, on depend, the face, that depends on who it would be though as well. Well, it's got it, to be. It so, it'd have to. Like it have to be someone that's shooting to the moon. Yeah, but like it's well, Jungle Boy, or even if they wanted to go back to Darby Allen, which they could, you know, yeah. you can they could repeat those things but doing it a different way, literally exactly like um, Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. Yeah, you know, I guess so. Elite, yeah, Elite were just shitting on everybody, and Young Bucks shitting on everybody, and then Lucha Bros. finally beat them, and it, mm. it just makes the moment all the more worthwhile.
1: Yeah, but I get what you're saying. It kind of does make sense.
0: But it, it depends. It, it depends it, what it they would, want to do. Yeah.
1: It, again, it'd be how they it, they would have to
0: do it in the right way. Yeah, of course. As long as... He's you've got, you've got to do it to make you care about it and make yeah. you keep tuning in. I think after this match, like you said, I mean, it's it's what not a great hit. What would you rate the match? I, I liked it. I liked it. It was a bit slower and it picked up a bit more at the end, but it was a good showcase for Derby and it was good to see Punk like eventually start hitting out more of his moves. And they built up to the finishers. Punk did that funny sit-up to avoid the coffee <clears throat> Excuse me, the coffin yeah. drop. Yeah, I see, I saw that, yeah. And that made me chuckle because yeah. it was very punk esque. Yeah. Um, I think this match, I'd give it a gold, honestly. I think it was really good. Um, it, it's a weird one because it was in a weird place on the card as well because I, I kind of half expected it to be the main event. Um, yeah. But then obviously, with what happened after the main event, then obviously it makes sense with, with what they did. But to have it third, well, Obviously, there's a match after this and then the main event. That's what was kind of weird. But, yeah, yeah. for its place in the card, I think it was it was really good. I, I've got to give it a gold. I did enjoy it a lot.
1: 3-2-5 for me.
0: Sort of I think the it
1: the just I think it was just that, like, like I said before, I think it was just average, really. So, for me, it's 3-2-5. So, what's after this, then?
0: Well, we'll get into <laughs> it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's Paul White, AEW in-ring debut against uh, QT Marshall. And, and it is
1: Marshall.
0: <laughs> it is Marshall, but no one gives a shit. And people just say what they want. Yeah. I honestly, I see why they put it where they did, but i with all due respect. I, I hate the term, but it is a piss break match. I do disagree with you, but I get why you would say it. I, I mean, look, for me, I watched I mean, I watched it anyway because I was intrigued. But we all knew that it weren't going to be long. I, no, well, I was hoping it wouldn't be long. And, and to be fair, it wasn't. I kind of said, like, to, well, I said about the women's title match. I kind of wish that was the semi-main event because I think, it was, I think it was it, so good.
1: I think if you'd have swapped them around, I think that probably would have been the better choice if you was going to yeah.
0: adjust the card. However, having said that, it was solid then at least all the way up until this point. So you're already like buzzing at this point. That one would have probably turned people down a bit too early into the night. It, it didn't turn so, me off
1: at all. That's the thing, like, cause, because I went in, like, I pretty much knew what it would be. Like, I didn't go in expecting anything special, because, like, I already knew, like, obviously, his mobility ain't the best, ain't great at the best of times, and obviously, he's had that hip operation as well, Not and multiple, as, he was, yeah. Yeah, as he was walking out, I just thought, he can barely walk, like, so yeah. I, I kind of knew what I was going to get from the get-go, and it didn't disappoint me, because I knew what I was going to get, It's just the big show... For a couple of minutes, beating down fucking uh, QT Marshall. Um, so for me, it was just I knew what I was going to get, so I weren't disappointed. Yeah. I just I just thought it was for me. It was just nice to see him wrestling. Like I knew it weren't going to be anything special, but it was just not. It was just a, a callback because you know people our age grew up watching the Big Show in his prime, you could say. So and mm. it was, it was just, I guess it was just nice to see him in action again.
0: I just the thing is. <laughs> I wasn't disappointed in the match because like like you said there you, you got well you was hoping it was going to be a short match and it was it was only like about three minutes or something but yeah like for me it was more just like it, I just feel like what's the point in it though because the trouble is it's and I'm not putting it all on Big Show but no one really cares about Paul White really as an in-ring, in-ring performer anymore I know it sounds harsh but it's that's been dated back to WWE I'll come to it in a second for like expand on that a bit more but the other side of the coin is no one really cares about QT Marshall. Like I'm not invested in his storylines. I, I I don't care I, I about the faction stuff.
1: I 100% agree about that. Yeah.
0: And I, I don't not, really not
1: so much about the uh, big show, but about QT. Like who really gives a shit about him and his in his fucking faction? It's
0: just not interesting at the moment. I'm sure they could change it around, but as, as it stands right now, he's just not
1: interested in himself though. It's a Old filler. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is. It's just filler, isn't it?
0: Marshall, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm,
1: I just don't buy into him, yeah. and I think he's still trying to find his way. Really, I still think he's trying to find his way of.
0: Well, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I don't, don't know. really know what his, his role is. Really, I, obviously, I know what his actual role is, but in terms of being on the card, yeah, I can't really see. Cause I didn't care about the Gun Club turn and heel. You know, it was a bit like, well, whatever.
1: Yeah, same. You know, same. Paul
0: White, I, I think. I was bored of Paul White in WWE because the matches were never really. He had he had a good. I mean, this was a few years ago now. He had a really good uh, angle, and he worked some really awesome matches with Mark Henry. Yeah, I think that was probably back in like two thousand eleven or twelve, and they 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 had some really good matches. But since then, it was always like WWE would use him. As like, oh somebody's out of action, so we we've got a mystery opponent and it was always Big Show.
1: Yeah. And
0: then it's Big Show is just like and again it's not his fault, but you know, he, he can't really move around or do much of anything anymore. Like in the ring other than the chops and you know, he it'll still take some bumps, but should he really be doing that? But as a credit to the guy though, I'll give him I'll give him props for even getting back
1: in the ring after multiple whip operations.
0: Yeah, and, and fair play to him. Like if he wants to end his career on, on his terms, like, I get that you know, WWE kind of just slowly and steadily just stopped booking him in matches and he came out every now and then for a match. So he's never really like, he's not been able to wrap the career up. So I completely understand. I get it. But for me, like I would say, even if it was WWE, I'd say it. So I have to say if it's AEW, because like you can't, you have to look at everything under the same scope, but this was the only down point of the night for me, because for example, there's talk at the moment that Undertaker may be coming back. And obviously, we all know, Taker's oh, my, my guy.
1: So, but why, I love him.
0: He's the He was my favourite wrestler as a kid. He's only, Vince is only doing that for ratings and money. But this is what I mean. He's had his retirement and everything. That's but what now, I mean. Why bring him back again? It might, it might just be a rumour. But the thing is, even if it is true, I could use a different example. Even if it is true, look at Goldberg. If it is true, you know the match is not going to be good straight away. And again, that's well, the, no discredit to Taker. It's just that he can't do it anymore. But this is the thing, and it's it's more that are people really gonna care so much now? And I yeah, argue not that's as what much. I mean, like- Goldberg is probably the better example anyway, because Goldberg, he's still in good obviously he's in very good shape for for you know someone his age as well, but um he's he's just wheeling out, Yeah, you're wheeling out guys that just don't need to come out anymore. Like and I I think I don't know how this would have worked and how the show would have worked if it wasn't for um, obviously Andrade, Alidolo and Pac being, having to be taken off because of the travel problems and stuff. Because this would obviously then been a longer show. So I don't know where that match would have fit. But this one, there's, there's a reason it was on just before the main event and it's because they knew they wanted to sort of like, you know, get people to sort of rest down a little yeah, bit yeah, for a few yeah. minutes before going into the big main event. Um, but I just don't feel like it added anything. It didn't, you know, it didn't add anything to the show. The crowd was still all right with it, but you could tell it was, you know... It was a bit quieter. Um, yeah, it's nice to see Paul White. I, I'm I'm happy for him to see if he can end his career on his terms, but he needs something better than that, and and not too much of it. Because yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: It was it was the only low point of the night for me, but saved by the fact, like you said, mm. that it was short. Yeah. You know, it was merciful. <laughs> yeah. Um, a rating from me. This is the one you're going to laugh at. This is this is it's between nothing at all. <laughs> And a star, uh, not a star, sorry, and a bronze. So is it so a nonce, It gets a nones, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a nones for me. For me,
1: it's just three. Because again, like, nostalgia for me, like, it was good to see him. Props for him from getting back in the ring. It wasn't very long. Just little setup thing for the main event. So it was a novelty, weren't it? Let's face it, it was a novelty. It was novelty. Like a novelty, so it was you know, it was it novelty was nice to
0: see. For you, piss break you, for others. It's you've got, got you, a, mate, I
1: know what you mean. You you know, you gotta take it for what it is. Yeah. So it was alright, you know. You knew what you was gonna get and just didn't disappoint because I knew it I knew it weren't gonna be anything major anyway. So it was all, it was alright. It was just okay, you know, it was nice to see him. End off.
0: <laughs> I will say I do like his, his current his new music. Yeah. I think yeah, it is, is good. good. I will say that, but well, I mean, you, you would, never know. You may see a Mark Henry and Paul White match down the line in AEW. I, I've got to be honest. I don't want that. I don't. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it either. I really don't. I don't. I, I, I don't want to get into it now because it'll be... This is a thing on its own. Uh, but obviously, it wouldn't have played any part for the show anyway. But the whole Mark Henry stuff that he like the stuff he's doing with rampage at the minute as well i'm not really kind of like into that at the minute either yeah you know i, I, I feel it, like, like both you know, are really just not not quite hitting what they're doing. You know i mean yeah yeah they're, they're stride yet they're obviously going to be adding so much backstage,
1: backstage yeah, absolutely yeah 100 but on screen
0: presences it's not really doing much for me at the yeah. moment but.
1: no i mean yeah definitely 100 um i wouldn't want to see it but you know there's a chance that
0: we might. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll soon find out. <laughs> well, it brings us to the we're, main we're event of the then. evening. We're here. We're at the main yeah. event. A lot happening. Uh, so Christian Cage, the current Impact World Champion. Uh, he obviously took that from Kenny yeah. on the debut episode of Rampage a few weeks before this. Uh, and he takes on Kenny Omega once again, but this time for the AEW World Championship. Kenny has Don Callis in his corner. Um, Don not on commentary for this match like he was for the Bucks and... Uh, lucha bros match which didn't mention at the time when we was reviewing it but there was a lot more to cover on that one But yeah yeah, he's just at ringside for this what did you think about this match this one clocked in around about 21 22 minutes
1: it's again it's what i expected it was it was because i mean i've always been a fan of christian and you know to be honest i think he's best i think now is the best he's ever been and you know what if omega had dropped it i would have been fine with it because it's Christian. Like, I like Christian. I didn't want him to. Like, I, w- I wanted Omega to win. But if he had have dropped it, I'd have been fine with Christian. So, I mean, it was just a really good match for me. It's sort of a dream match in a way because I'm big fans of both guys. And it was just,
0: yeah. Really solid. Really solid back and forth match. I've seen some people don't like this online.
1: It just um, goes to show as well, though, that Chris- Christian can still go.
0: Well,. Well, that's what I thought. But I've seen some people online saying that it looked like Kenny was carrying him through the match. And I was oh, like, I don't on. think you're watching the same thing here. Yeah, I don't this know not... what they're watching then, but no. Again, I think sometimes people need to try and understand and, and realise that people sometimes are wrestling wrestling in a certain way mm. to get your opponent over. Yeah, Like, you know, you say somebody's carrying someone through a match and it's like sometimes the reasons people, that you know what they were giving, is that, well, Kenny was the one having a like do this and do that and it's like right that's so, the whole point though so, isn't so it? what you mean then is that kenny was getting offense in in a wrestling match where, where, where's I, I mean anyone listening if, if you do if you are a believer then uh if, if you are a believer that kenny had to carry christian cage through that match let us just let us know why because I'd love, I, I yeah, because wanna... I'd love to
1: know the reasoning why you would think that. Because yeah. obviously, I think the complete opposite, and not not that he was carrying Omega, but the complete opposite in the fact that they were on equal levels. So you know, if if you think that, yeah, just please let us know why
0: the reasoning why you thought he was being carried. It's weird that some people have, have come out with that. I thought this was a tremendous match, and considering yeah. this wasn't orig- this wasn't initially the planned main event for. All out for the title. I think it was supposed to be... It seemed like it was going to be, obviously, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page, but um, Adam Page needed a time off. One day, we get Hangman and, and Omega. I'm sure whenever that time comes, we're probably going to see the, the changing of the title then. Yeah. Although, having said that, I wouldn't be surprised if we do see maybe it go to Brian. You see, this is the thing. If we're, if we're talking about Brian, like...
1: Really glad that he's there. He's going to add a lot in ring and backstage and everything else. Like, really glad he's there. But because of who he is and he's coming in, you you can kind of just see that he's going to get shot into that title picture. And you can see that if he does, he's
0: probably going to take it. And that's one of the things that annoys me. He might do. But I think we'll probably touch on it more when we get to the bit where he comes out. But... Someone like a Christian Cage as opposed to Daniel Bryan, obviously, Christian's the one actually in this match. I think it, it made more sense for, for Kenny to retain it here because Christian yeah. doesn't need a title. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. I mean, I'm glad that he's got longer. the Impact one. Don't get me wrong. But he doesn't need the AW yeah. title. Definitely not. But then Christian can then also help elevate somebody over an Impact. And yeah, tonight, exactly. Obviously, what happens at the All Out show is that he's there and puts on a hell of a main event to top off a, a, an incredible show. Yeah. And. It helps, believe it or not, Kenny still needs to be put over. And the fact that Omega goes over a Christian cage, although it wasn't completely clean, it still solidifies that Kenny is essentially one of the best in the world. And obviously yeah. after this show, he was ranked at number one, obviously in the PWI 500. Yeah. So he's been voted number one in the world. And the thing is that you, you beat someone like a Christian cage. That's something else now that heel can gloat about. You know, you need you need stuff like that, and Christian's a perfect person to have that match with because of how good he is. Yeah. Um. Some of the spots in this match were, were brilliant, and you can always say like a guy like Christian doesn't need to do big spots and doesn't need to take huge bumps, but he will take huge bumps. Yeah. The finish to the match was the fucking off the top rope an yeah. avalanche. Yeah. Um. I always butchered the name of his finisher. One um, in angel yeah a, a, an avalanche one-winged angel for well from the middle rope but there's some height on it christian didn't need to take it and he did and ob- yeah. of course that ended the match because no one kicks out of it and it's certainly not an avalanche variation of it yeah uh but again it, it wasn't completely fair because don callis did cause a bit of a distraction because you know a lot of the build up to this match was christian actually with don because of their history together yeah so you know they built a lot there, and I, I don't know whether or not they. I mean, they might have a match down the road. And I'd be interested because yeah. <laughs> Don was. You know, Don used to be a wrestler. I don't know when the last time he actually put some boots on would be, but um, you know, I'll, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I guess, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a perfect main event.
1: Yeah, I, I think it was fantastic. It was a fantastic match. Not match of the night, but it was. It was definitely up there. It was a fantastic match. And then obviously the ending when you had two debuts, not just one, but two and two of the biggest guys as well. It was just like, wow, what a way to end the, one of the best shows of all time.
0: Before we go into that, which we're we're going to come to right now, what would you give it?
1: I'm going to go uh, four, seven, five. Yeah. Cause it was, it was great. It was really, really good.
0: It was awesome. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. And I, I, I'd happily watch it again. Yeah. That's when you know, yeah, for me, it's, it wasn't, quite platinum i can't tell you why it's a weird one but it wasn't quite platinum if it is between gold and that so it is it does get the gold in them so So. yeah there's a few hybrids on on today's review but yeah really just really enjoyable and and an amazing way to end the show uh well amazing match to end the show the amazing way to end the show because again this is what what's made all the news and we we've already said the names but yeah to go through it real quick now to what the setup was of course the Elite come down and just beat just a prone I loved Christian Cage selling on that yeah. by the fact that he didn't sell it because he was just limp because he was still selling the one winged angel from the middle rope
1: yeah.
0: um, but the Elite come out then of course Jungle Boy Marco Stunt and Luchasaurus Jurassic Express come out to try and make the save but numbers game still too strong so they're getting beaten down Kenny grabs the mic and cuts that promo to the effect of uh, look, no, anyone, there's no one
1: here that can beat me.
0: Nobody. And if there if there is anyone that can beat me, they either don't work in the company,
1: yeah,
0: aren't there at the moment, which is interesting to see who he was alluding to then, or they're already dead. Mm. And obviously, it ties into the whole. And they they obviously they do this on the Being the Elite YouTube show. If you if you watch those, but years ago, obviously on the show, they killed they killed Adam Cole. Um, I think obviously when Adam Cole was about to go over to WWE. And so that was supposed to be like, they're already dead. Lights go out. Thunder boom comes on and it's Adam Cole, baby crowd goes fucking nuts for this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What Was the?
0: Was you expecting him then when the lights went out?
1: Yes. I want to say yes, because obviously the elite were in the ring. We all know that, you know, he's best friends with the elite. He's He has been for years. I kind of thought, well, he hasn't debuted yet, so if he is going to, then it will have to be now. But I'm glad. He, I'm glad he did. And I, the way they did it was good. And I, I it was, was great. I was, it was so good to see him. Really, really good to see him there. I'm happy that he debuted as a heel because obviously yeah, they did tease I, it. I fucking knew when yeah. he came in that he that he wasn't going to be against them because I knew no. that like their best mates. There's no way that
0: they're going to come in. I had that be with a Ashley. face. There's, there's no way. I had to say it with Ash, and that's why I said like I predicted him coming out in the cage match, but to help the Bucks. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, it's... Yeah, 100% I agree. And it'll be interesting to see what he'll do now in the Elite, because Kenny's already the top man there. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I can 100% see there's been some sort of power struggle in the future.
1: Yeah. But I mean, I'd love to see him in, in a match with, say, down the road, Penguin Page, let's take it, and then Cole challenges Page. And then that obviously creates a bit of friction between Omega and Paige, and then they have a little
0: something that there's good a to lot, see. isn't there yeah there' all, to all see these it. different threads that you can yeah, and Adam Cole is one of the best in ring performers in the entire world, hands down, and he just seems like such a fucking nice guy, like any any time like you watch his twitch streams and everything he's just. The guy just seems like he's so different to the Adam Cole he portrays in the ring. Yeah, um, he just I mean, seems I'd like such to, a I'd nice play. I'd love
1: to see Adam Cole in Omega as well. That'd be great to see. Uh, you can't not do it at some point. Like, yeah, you have
0: to, don't you? Yeah, it, yeah, it, uh, it's, it's, it's just, awesome.
1: And it'd be interesting to see like how he would wrestle outside of WWE. Because obviously, when he was in Ring of Honor in New Japan, his re- not I wouldn't say it was entirely different, but his re- the way he wrestled was. A lot different than when he went into NXT, so it'll be interesting to see whether it's somewhere in the middle or whether it's going to be
0: back to how it was. Or it'll be it's going to be interesting. He, he has promised that he's not even at the peak yet, and to be, in all fairness, I, I with Adam well Cole, I can well believe that
1: as well. I can well yeah, believe
0: it. Adam Cole has been on the uh, he, he's his career. Every company he's gone to, he's gotten better and better in each company, yeah, and I do absolutely. feel like the best version of Adam Cole we've seen so far was NXT. Yeah, hands down, and this is going to be. I think this is going to be another level. I Again. mean, he's promised it, and I believe him because he's back to he's backed it up everywhere he's gone. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, so you know, I'm really, yeah, really excited. But obviously, yeah, he comes out and they did like the kind of fake stare down with the with, yeah. with Kenny, and then he just lamps Jungle Boy with a yeah. super kick, <laughs> and it's. Who's ready for story time with Adam Cole, baby? Yeah, the crowd great. is loving this, and the thing is, like, this feels like this is the end of the show now. Like, and
1: I'm, I'm telling you what though, the pop that he got when he done his baby, that was oh, like it's huge.
0: Yeah, it's huge, and it's uh, to be honest, I'll be, I'm going to be honest. I think it was even bigger on Dynamite. It was
1: well, I'll have to see. I, You'll have yet, to but... see,
0: but I mean, I don't know if it was the mics or what, but it, it was, it's thunderous on Dynamite in Cincinnati. So yeah. you know, um, but. Yeah they he, he kind of just says like look I'm here the elite we the elites complete whatever yeah. and we're, we're all back together now no one can stop us most dominating team in the world Kenny then takes the mic back, and now we get like the the real end. And he's like, "Well, that's a happy ending." And he kind of does that. I, I also another side note. I love this fucking. I don't understand it so much, but it's just Kenny's such a fucking dork, and sometimes yeah, yeah. it makes me laugh. And when he's like, "Did I do that?" And it's, He did it a couple of times, like one in the match and then one in that promo, and it did make me laugh. But
1: um, that's another reason why I love him because he just don't take himself
0: seriously at all. He I mean yeah, he does and he doesn't, doesn't he? He's he's a he's a, it's just he's unique, I've got yeah. to say. Unique. Um but yeah, he takes the mic and obviously goes for the whole setup, you know, goodbye, good night and Yeah, it just but it's not the end, is it? He says no. it's a happy ending, and that's not the end because Flight of the Valkyrie comes on.
1: Uh actually I was gonna <laughs> A remixed version of Flight of the Valkyrie. Yeah,
0: it's like a trap. So, I mean, I've got to be honest, but I thought is, when Brian yeah. Danielson was going to come, I thought they were going to use Final Countdown again, Europe. So I was I was, I was, was sat there and I was like, well, if he's coming, it's got to be now, surely. But I was like, they're not going to do two huge debuts one after the other at the end of a main event.
1: It was but sort of a trap version, yeah. Yeah, it was. It is. What it gets yeah. into is
0: it, dum. Like yeah, it's good. I like it. Some that, people that, don't. that was perfect. That's like to a T, pretty much. It's great, though. It uh, is. It is uh, good. It, it comes out. Fuck me, man. Like, as soon as, because like, they know, and it's synonymous with because like, of his WWE music, and as soon yeah. as I heard it, the crowd, myself, it, it's just, it was like, what the fuck? And then he actually comes out.
1: It was. that For me, that moment was like, when I heard it, I was like, no. No like it's not surely and then it was it was great
0: but you just like I couldn't like I was like what the fuck like we've just had Adam Cole come out yeah and now they're actually debuting Brian Anderson within minutes of Adam Cole yeah and him actually coming out and it's just then the yes chant and I don't know if he is going to be using it he says it again in the post-media scrum um, he's not sure if he's allowed to necessarily use it I don't even know if he really wants to use it because yeah. he's probably going to want to do some more, like obviously, newer stuff now to yeah. kind of move away from it. But the crowd love doing it. So he's never going to stop the crowd. But I don't think he's going to initiate it yeah. by doing the pose. Sometimes he'll ask a question. You'll see on Dynamite. And obviously, the answer was going to have to be a yes. So everybody does a yes chant. But yeah, I mean, the, the place goes fucking bananas, man. Like, yeah. unbelievable. Chicago erupts. And then before you know it, there's a standoff. Um Brian stood there with he does uh, his yeah yeah, yeah, well he obviously yeah he tra- he he lays out Nick, doesn't he, but then, um they all sort of like get into a brawl first,, mm. and he does just his trademark knee and lays him out, he lays him out that's that was the last sort of form of offense, but it's just <laughs> it was during this brawl, you're just watching it, you don't care really what's happening, <laughs> yeah, like, you're just looking at it going. I'm literally watching the end of a pay per view right now. I've just seen <clears throat> Kenny retain his title against Christian Cage in tw- 2021. <laughs> yeah, and now I'm watching D- Brian Danielson kick Nick Jackson, whilst Adam Cole is getting beaten up by Jungle Boy, and Kenny is fighting with a dinosaur. It's surreal. And I'm like, what the fuck? This is like, it's just one of their <laughs> moments. It's just like, and an hour ago I just saw CM happening. Punk wrestle a match. Yeah. You and it's like, what the happening? fuck? And this is 2021. Uh, uh, you're just sort of in awe with it. But you want to talk about feel-good endings to a show. I think, honestly, even if they'd have just left it at Adam Cole winning. Yeah. Uh, Adam Omega, Cole winning. Omega winning. Yeah, I know Omega winning, but Adam Cole coming yeah, out yeah, and debuting. Yeah, yeah. Even if they'd have left it with Adam Cole debuting, that would have still been a really awesome end to that show. Yeah. But they did it all at once. I've seen some people criticise it. Oh, well, there's always going to be someone, isn't there? There is, of course, you're never going to please everyone. But I want to. I, I wanted to put the criticism in there to see what you think quickly because it is interesting. I think
1: I know what it's going to be. Is it the fact that
0: that downplayed
1: Adam Cole's debut?
0: I've seen, Well, I don't care about that so much because I do, personally I don't. Think I don't it think did, it, but don't think it did. But one that made me think. I don't think was it did. But did they blow their load by doing both in one night, or should they have spaced it out on oh, different shows?
1: Personally, my opinion. I think it was perfect because. Obviously, when you have Adam Cole come out, you you genuinely think right, that's it, good end to the show, and then mm. no, it's not. Like you've got an even bigger guy coming out. Like yeah. I think it, I think it was perfect for the for the biggest show of them for them as well. I don't I don't think that there could have been another show that would have suited him debuting. Like I think if he was going to come, he had to come on the biggest show. Even if it was I, like five yeah. minutes to the end. Like I I get why they've done it, and I think it was the right decision because, like you said, like. When are you going to get, in 2021, Omega beating Christian and, <laughs> then, mad. and then Adam Cole, Nick Jackson and Brian Danielson all in the ring at the same time? Like you, It's just like, what the Crazy. hell is going
0: on? So I, think, is. I, think, I think it was mad, perfect. Man.
1: I think it was perfect.
0: I agree. I think perfect is the right word. The thing is, if you, if you say to somebody like, oh, we're going to debut Adam Cole and five minutes later we'll debut Brian Danielson, when you just say it... It does make it sound a bit like, oh, isn't that going to downplay Adam Cole? Well, that sounds a bit too much. But the way much, that they did go. it, though, it, it didn't actually, downplay yeah, him at all. When it actually was happening, it was. It, I think the reason that a lot of people are saying this is like one of the best pay per views they've seen since like Mania Seventeen, yeah, or since. In my case, I would say since Mania Thirty, like I said at the beginning of the show. But I can completely understand why. It it just it made me excited for wrestling. Yeah. yeah it like did it made me. me love the sh like I love the show and it wasn't just because of debuts. I saw some amazing wrestling matches, things that I was genuinely invested in. Absolutely. And I saw QT Marshall. And you know, it was a really good <laughs> It was but no, look, it was it was. The whole thing, like everybody what everybody did to the show. QT and, and Paul White, they, they played their part. That was the that was the role they were given and they did it well. Um, but the overall show is it is oh, it's one of the mate. best I think I've ever seen. It overall is. for the show, it's what would you rate it? Five out of five. No doubt in my mind it's five out of five. Yeah, even with the Paul White and Cutie Marshall match, the show gets platinum. Yeah. And I, can't, I honestly I don't think I, I would have ever given a platinum to anything again, since WrestleMania thirty. Um 'Cause I think it was it, it, it was it was a perfect show. Yeah. We didn't touch on the the pre show match. I didn't I didn't um, watch the pre show. I did, but obviously I'd never rate it, but even that that was really good. What was um, it? Whatever it was. It was a tag match and it was just Best Friends teaming up with um Jurassic Express. Best friends though comprised of Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor, and Wheeler Utah. Of course, Trent Brett is still out of action. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jurassic Express was obviously Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, but with Marco stunt obviously in their corner. Yeah, uh, they just took on the, the Hardy Family Office, which was private oh, okay. party. Which um, were in the blade? Uh, no, so it was just the blade, and then it was hybrid too. So Angelico Helico and Jack Evans, oh, okay, obviously private party as well as I say and Matt Hardy himself. But um, yeah, they and obviously they defeated the Hardy Family Office, but okay, yeah. That interesting you know yeah. it's a way to get them all sort of on but yeah okay. obviously the, the actual main show though platinum uh where w- yeah words can't do justice you do need to watch it
1: yeah honestly it, it it is the best
0: wrestling pay-per-view i think i've i've seen in 15 years it's truly mm. truly amazing and if you don't already watch aew and you've been thinking about it, this show really I think would you I mean, you'll know, if you don't enjoy this show, it's not to say that that's there's, you know, anything wrong with it, but if you don't enjoy this show, maybe then AEW's not for you at this point in time, but if you do, you know, the punk thing, so many people come back for punk that mm. left wrestling altogether, they don't didn't even watch it anymore and they've gone, shit, punk was my favourite wrestler and now he's back wrestling again. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's so good for AEW. Mm-hmm. And Someone like a Daniel Bryan, obviously formerly Daniel Bryan, now Bryan Danielson, someone like him coming over. Like you said, when we were talking about Adam Cole at the beginning of this of this show, Adam Cole's come over. He said no to a new contract. We know why now, presumably, because of obviously that yeah. uh, career path they want to take with him. But Bryan Danielson literally main evented WrestleMania this year. Mm. And he said in that post-media scrum, he loved it. Like there's not a lot of, obviously there's a lot of people that, hate wwe where they've worked there before he loved it and he loves vince he said vince is a bit overprotective of him and he and he wants to do a bit more than what he was allowed to do in wwe obviously safety first but yeah yeah um he said he loves he loves wwe but he still left because he can do more with aw and and, yeah. and i think it honestly it can do more with the for the business yeah by having a guy like brian danielson now who was Easily one of the biggest names in WWE history. Absolutely. To now show up still in his prime, um, and 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 again, this is what I mean. If he takes a title off of Omega, I'm I'm here for it because he'll bring more people over. All these, all those kids, man, that was yes, yes, yes in for WWE. Everyone that was part I'll, of that movement. If he can I'll, bring I'll them be, over, oh, before it.
1: If it depends what Omega goes on to do after
0: there's just so much though isn't there you could put him in with a punk you could put him in oh man you could,
1: man, you could a maybe
0: punk. you could put him in i mean to be honest i still at some point down the line i want that dream match that we did in episode 40 where i said i wanted punk and mjf and now it's a genuine it genuinely could happen
1: yeah 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 absolutely but
0: and i think it will happen i think it will you'd be foolish not to really wouldn't you but i, th- I think we're going to get an omega obviously hangman at some point anyway but um, Omega and MJF, I'd I'd take that. I mean, I'd take Omega I'd, and love Derby.
1: To, I'd love to see the Omega and Brian match because again, I mean that's like a dream yeah. match in itself as well.
0: At some point down the road as well, they've got to acknowledge the this whole Cody mm. Rhodes being completely absent from the elite. So I think a Co- <laughs> I, I think a Cody and Kenny rivalry is, is going to have to come up somewhere.
1: My, yeah, I was getting getting to that. My only criticism is that obviously Malachi Black wasn't on the card. I'm not sure what they're doing with him, but. It would've it would, it would have been nice to see him on it, but I guess in a way it all depends on what they're doing.
0: He's in a segment where he builds up the match on Dynamite that he's gonna yeah, have with yeah. Dustin. Yeah. Maybe um, they're on
1: maybe they're on the slow burner with him, which I get. Well like they don't wanna they don't wanna put him into something
0: They've announced when Cody Rhodes is coming back on Dynamite anyway.
1: I hope he don't um, come back at all, really.
0: Well he is and he's gonna he's he is gonna face Malachi. So oh, this'll again. be the real test. Oh, I, I, you've got to, because he's making his way through the Nightmare family, so it only makes sense to have him wrestle Cody, but I just don't want Cody to go over.
1: Uh, if he goes over him, I'm officially number one hater of Cody Rhodes, and
0: I don't give a shit what he's done for the business.
2: <laughs>
1: There's absolutely I'm, no I'm reason out, for him
0: to go over. I'm going to hold out with some faith and, and uh, expect and absolutely hope There's absolutely no reason for him to go over. Malachi no. would do it. Well... Oh, I don't know. From a storyline aspect, technically he should because he's the face. But this Malachi is, is going to get we're more. We're talking
1: about though. Come on.
0: I know. Oh, I know. If it had been
1: anyone else, I wouldn't have
0: minded. I think Malachi needs to continue his steam. Um, he has to. He has to. But yeah, there's there's plenty. I mean, you got to think now with all the big like star names they've got. Orange Cassidy was on the pre-show. You know,
1: you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing Orange Cassidy do something with Black because that'd be quite funny. Orange and yeah. Black.
0: Well, to be honest, I think a punk and a Malachi Black's got to happen somewhere down the road as well. Yeah, yeah, like they're both from a similar kind of background in terms of striking and things. And it's just a crazy time, really, in wrestling now. And anything can happen.
1: I honestly think with
0: AEW now, anything can happen, and
1: that that in itself is it's like being a kid again. Like watching AEW,
0: you're, you're thinking like any, literally anything can happen. And you need that for week to week television too um to get people interested and get people invested Because i've always been invested in dynamite though like i've always been invested in it and even like
1: now what over a year in it's two years
0: now for dynamite it
1: is two years isn't it yeah two years next month and it's just like i think like wrestling now is the best it's been in at least 20 years in a long time
0: at least 20 at least 20 years in a long time, for sure. You know, for me, it's, for,
1: for me, at least twenty years. Yeah,
0: and that's a long, long time, man. It's a it's it long time to wait. I think, in a more shorter term way of looking at it, it's more. You know, AEW got dealt a real hard fucking hand with the pandemic. Obviously, everybody got dealt a hard hand, but yeah. AEW was a startup company. You know, and it, and it really got dealt a, a shitty blow. Because, you know, with how fresh and new they were, for that to happen. And then they had amazing debuts, you know, Matt Hardy was a great thing. And same night was Brody. And, and the Brody thing is still, man, that's still sad, you know, like everything that's happened and, you know, with that and Brody couldn't have had these same sort of moments in front of a crowd where people would have gone nuts and stuff. And it's, yeah. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's been a real tough fucking time to sort of be a wrestling fan as well. On top of like speaking out movement on top of like all the fucking people from the, the business that seemed to be a bloody diddler. Yeah, like everyone just you know, and it's just getting such a bad rap, and you get like the Hannah Kimura stuff um, that happened last year, obviously, literally at the same sort of time was then what happened with Shad more recently, Daphne. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's so much sad news. I really feel like Double or Nothing was kind of the first. Right, here's a pay per view in front of a live crowd. Let's fucking get back into it. And and I really loved Double or Nothing. Mm. Like I loved it. And then this one was just like, Do you know what? Not only are we gonna just get back into the fucking swing of it here, we are gonna take it up to a level you haven't even seen yet. Yeah. Like we are literally just starting. Yeah. It, it it just felt like the message was that we're literally not like we've not been beaten down, like we are better than we've ever been, and it's only gonna get better. Yeah, and also and, and also, and also the fact that like we're not
1: fucking about and we will fucking take this take the competition to WWE and anyone else. Like we ain't messing around. Like like I think Cody put it. Well, like a few weeks ago, he said, We're not an
0: alternative anymore. We are competition. And I think I think that pair of you shown that as well. I, I still, I mean, to a degree, I still disagree um, that it's competition on, on two levels. One, WCW... if you're talking, from, if you're talking from, money, from
1: money side and that, then obviously no. But from a money side, from the aspects... money side,
0: AEW more so. The, the, the Khans have got more money than Vince by a long shot.
1: Oh, yeah. Vince is. By a I long, think, long I shot. Vince, I think Vince is. Like, $2.8 billion and Tony Khan's dad's like $8 billion or something.
0: It's crazy, but, but in he, could buy WWE, he could buy up WWE if he wanted to. Yeah, he could, really. But in terms of what the companies are worth right now, obviously it's very, yeah, clearly WWE worth a lot more, but they're a public company, whereas AEW's not. Yeah. They can't, they, AEW's not going to have to answer to shareholders and everything else now that WWE does, because that was, again, like that's when it started getting watered down, because yeah. they have to, yeah... But no, in terms of competition, like WCW was competition because Ted Turner and Eric Bischoff were gunning to put Vince out of business. No one's trying to put WWE out of business because WWE isn't going to go out of business. Yeah, but it's to not going be honest, out of business.
1: Though, having said that though, WWE are putting their self out of business at the moment.
0: Yeah, but the, but, but the thing is, this is what me and Ash discussed last week, like WWE doesn't need to care about fans. And we said this before anyway in, but in that's, other episodes. But just saying that is such a shame though, isn't it? It is a shame, but the thing is they get their money in other ways. Like they don't need to appeal to the crowd. Like their 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 audience base offers very little in the grand scheme of things, from a in a financial aspect. WWE gets it from the T V deals, they get it from sponsorships and they get it from, you know all these other different avenues. And that, and that's, that's, that's not sad, the crowd.
1: That's a sad thing that's the sad thing about it though, isn't it? Because they don't that's exactly well, what you just said. They don't need they to. They don't try. care, do they? They don't have to care. They don't have to. They try. don't they, have they, to. they don't want to. As long as it's drawing in money for Vince, which it is, who gives a shit about what they put on?
0: But like I say, you know, WCW. It was a very different time, and and that's why the product was better because it was genuine competition. WCW could have put them out of business. Yeah. They're not in risk of going out of business at the moment. They're at record profit highs. Yeah, like they're they're yeah. literally not in danger. But the other reason I don't think that their AW is competition to WWE. Is because you can't be competition. Uh, well, I mean, you can, but if you're going to look at it in terms of like this is wrestling companies, you can't be a com- you, you can't be competition to a company that doesn't identify itself as a wrestling company.
1: That is very true. That AEW is, that is, very is true. not
0: competition to, 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 to WWE in the sense that WWE is not it's sports entertainment, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. sports entertainment,
1: pal. Yeah, exactly, like,
0: that's, that's not, a very good
1: point. That is a very, very good point.
0: AEW is is the place now, and again with guys like Punk going there, with guys like Brian Danielson who had a very good career, very cushy career with WWE, he was safe there, but he still left, and that is going to open the door to so many other people now. Yeah, and like Absolutely. Mick said in his video, one
1: hundred
0: percent. Like Mick said in his video, which by the way got a laugh from me because uh, so another wrestler commented on it saying, "I one hundred percent totally agree with this Mick," and it only it was only Rikishi. The Dan of the <laughs> Usos and Roman yeah. Reigns' uncle. You just think, oh, that's awkward. But yeah, um, yeah like it's you know, if people have got to make a big decision in their career now in terms of going to the West, AEW is going to be there. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, I
1: think so. That, that's the perfect way to to end it. Really, is that AEW put on the best show they've ever put on, one of the best pay per views I've ever seen in, or well, the best pay per view I've seen in twenty years. Mm. what are your thoughts i mean if you've seen it what do you think if you haven't seen it go and watch it it's on fight tv and it, you know it's worth to pay like not i mean i don't always say that pay-per-views are worth the money but this is definitely worth the money go and pay for it and go and support it and watch it because you won't be disappointed
0: yeah good value for your money good bang for your buck absolutely a little, little pun for for everybody there but absolutely. yeah absolutely Perfect way to end it. That that
1: was our very in-depth, long-winded, but informative review of, of all out twenty twenty-one.
0: Well, we hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, uh you can well be be sure to make sure that you do subscribe. Absolutely. And if I can get my words out in the correct order, then that'll be even better. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you if you can subscribe to us, we really ap- would appreciate that, and we sub- we appreciate all of the support. And you know, once again, we are sorry. We 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 are going to be picking these up. We have got a lot more material coming promise that the Brock Lesnar episodes come in at some point <laughs> it, it will it when. will be coming
1: it, it has, I know it has been delayed but it will definitely come it will definitely yes, yeah. come
0: we're we'll trying to do it before he's gone again <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. but yeah no we really hope you've enjoyed the episode thank you so much for taking the time out of your day um, I hope you've enjoyed we'll,
1: it as much as, as we've enjoyed talking about it because this has been yeah. a great
0: episode oh, it's good
1: it's good to sort of get, get you back in. it feels like it's been ages Jay it's yeah, just it a shame it, that no ash this time it has it has been at least a couple of months definitely yeah. but we're back Hopefully now the next one. we're back now we're back regular we, we'll be back we'll be doing it so yeah I mean thanks everybody for listening it's been a joy to be, to come back after a couple of months of not being able to be in and doing it because of one thing or another um, yeah I've really enjoyed being back and next time it'll, it will be all three of us I promise
0: <laughs> wow That's, that one's not out of your that one's out of your uh, control a bit because Ash Ash could let you down Wow. You never know. He's a bit know. of a letdown, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Wherever you are, everybody, we hope you're having a great day. And um, be sure to tune in for the next episode. Be sure to tune in for all of our previous episodes. And you can find us once again at TMOF on our link tree, all of our different platforms that were on there, and at 3Men1Fall for Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Guys, we'll catch you down the road.
1: So I'll bid you adieu. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, good night, and we'll, uh, we'll see you in the next one. <laughs> three bit,
2: three bit. one four, four. I did it, I did it for the people.